You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. Off Ambassador at England Drive. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It was a dark and stormy night in much of the South. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. It sounded like that in Huntsville, Alabama. As a storm system rolled across the south and is still moving through Florida and Georgia. We've got over 300,000 people right now under some sort of warning. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean. Over 100 reports in total of severe weather, including tornadoes, large hail, damaging winds. And there is damage from Louisiana to Mississippi to Alabama. The House will vote today on a bill to force railroad unions that rejected a tentative contract agreement to accept it to avert a strike possibly next week. Fox's Ryan Schmelz reports that would hit the economy hard. Brian Dodge, president of the Retail Industry Leaders Association, says a strike would cost the economy, impact inflation, and damage supply chains. Strain on the global supply chain has been a major contributor to inflation, and you don't need a PhD in economics to know how a rail shutdown would exacerbate these pressures. The Senate's passed a bill to protect the right to same-sex marriage. Democrats feared could be in jeopardy like abortion. Twelve Republicans joined the voting yes, including Senator Rob Portman. This is about families who want to be sure they can have peace of mind to know that there won't be a change in a Supreme Court case that would devastate their lives. House approval is likely next. Another conviction stemming from last year's Capitol riot. Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes and another associate found guilty of seditious conspiracy accused of a plot to try to thwart President Biden's election certification. Three others convicted of obstruction. A cop killer was killed in Missouri. Kevin Johnson was given a lethal dose of pentobarbital on Missouri's death row for the 2005 murder of suburban St. Louis police officer Bill McEntee. Fox's Jack Callahan. Johnson did not have any last words before the injection, but a spiritual advisor by his side said the killer apologized to his and McEntee's family. America's listening to Fox News. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's creoninfo.com. It'll begin to look a lot like Christmas today in Washington and New York City, where the famed Rockefeller tree will be lit up this evening. In D.C., they'll flip the switch to light the national Christmas tree. And President Biden will be there the day after he took a trip to Michigan. The rest of the world views the United States as better positioned than any other nation, any other major nation in the world, to lead the world economy in the 21st century. At SK Siltron's plant in Bay City, Michigan, President Biden forcefully said America will take back its role as an innovator in microchip technology. 
But some years ago, he said, the industry got hollowed out. He said, it's time for America to be the source again. We're going to be the supply chain. The difference is going to be we're going to make that supply chain available to the rest of the world, but we're not going to be held hostage anymore. The president wants to continue his policies, but has not fully committed to a run for a second term, but hopes pushing policy victories will convince voters he should continue in the White House. Gernal Scott, Fox News. The president's been calling on Congress to pass stricter gun laws. There has been a surge in gun deaths. A new study published in the Journal of American Medical Association Network Open shows gun deaths among women has been growing faster than that of men. The highest homicide gun death rates continue to be in young black men at 142 per 100,000 for those in their early 20s. The highest gun suicide death rates are in white men in their early 80s. That's Fox's Rich Dennison on Wall Street. Stock futures up slightly. There are four more World Cup games today. The day after the U.S. beat Iran 1-0 to advance to the round of 16. Ahead of the game, activism over protests in Iran for women's rights overshadowed the lineup. In game one, Iran's players refused to sing the national anthem. The players tonight singing along. Had they not, their families had reportedly been threatened with torture and violence. Fox's Alex Hogan at the World Cup in Qatar, the next game for the U.S. Saturday versus the Netherlands. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Football is here, and we've teamed up with Restoration One for something that will make any fan yell, who dat? We want to send you and a guest to NOLA for an NFL experience that you'll never forget. It's the ultimate who dat experience, and we're giving you the chance to see New Orleans play up close and personal, live from the plaza level of the Caesars Superdome. Score a pair of tickets to Dome Home Games, as well as a pair of passes to hang out with DJ Digital at the official VIP tailgate, a fully catered pregame party put on by Bullseye Event Group, with free food and an open bar on the rooftop patio of Benson Tower overlooking Champion Square. And thanks to our friends at Legends Bar and Grill, even when the black and gold are playing on the road, you can still celebrate black and gold style at home with a Legends Tailgate prize pack. Beat the squad with 10 burgers, 10 wraps, and 20 bags of chips. You can enjoy at a Legends location or on the big screen at the house. The weekly deadline to enter will be Thursday at midnight. You only need to enter once per game, but every week will be a new opportunity for you to win. All you need to play is the KPL News app. So download it now and enter to win today. Restoration One is your local business to help with any water, fire, and mold damage. Call 337-RESTORE. That's 337-RESTORE to get your property back to its full glory. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Cape Hill News time is 6.06, and it is 67 degrees under cloudy conditions. Your complete forecast is coming up. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como. Taking a look at some of our top stories today. Of course, you've been hearing about the threat of a railroad strike, and it has many businesses in Louisiana on edge, as experts suggest a rail strike would be a detriment to Louisiana agriculture, water systems, the chemical industry, and the state's economy as a whole. State leaders are encouraging members of Congress to intervene and avoid a work stoppage on the railroads. Moving on to more local news. Some questions are being raised about Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory's need for a personal security detail. Some council members want to know if Guillory is within his rights to have that. The mayor president says the officers have access to his calendar and they assess the potential security threats and proceed accordingly. Northside High School was put on lockdown for a brief time yesterday following a social media threat of violence against a school administrator. That incident is under investigation. Meanwhile, a juvenile student at Paulboro Middle School was arrested on Monday after police connected them to a threat made against that school in October. 
Well, there are three amendments on the December 10th ballot. Brooke Thorrington has the breakdown from the Public Affairs Research Council. Our president, Stephen Procopio, says Amendment 1 prohibits non-U.S. citizens from voting in municipal elections in Louisiana. So this amendment would essentially prohibit that in the future because it's not legal now, even without this amendment. The other two amendments provide another check and balance for the governor's appointments to both the state civil service and police commissions. Procopio says currently six universities nominate individuals and the governor makes his choice from those nominations. So this would require the governor's pick to undergo Senate confirmation. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, let's head north to Shreveport as endorsements are made in the December 10th Shreveport mayoral runoff election, and some come as a bit of a surprise. Governor John Bell Edwards Tuesday announced he supports Democrat Greg Tarver to be Shreveport's next mayor. Political analyst Roy Fletcher says that's good for Tarver, but not a surprise. Because the Tarver base is the John Bell Edwards base. However, three well-known Shreveport Democrats, Cedric Glover, Ollie Tyler, and Adrian Perkins, are endorsing Republican Tom Arsenault. LSU Shreveport political science professor Jeff Sadow says habitual voters are unlikely to be moved by endorsements at all. To them, an endorsement isn't such a big deal. They've already formed opinions about the issues and the candidates. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Flu and flu-like illnesses are on the rise across South Louisiana. The CDC is reporting that at least 33 states are reporting high levels of flu activity. According to the Walgreens Flu Index, Monroe is number three in the country for flu activity, while the Lafayette area is ranked sixth. A bunky mother says she went to check on her seven-year-old daughter in her bedroom early Tuesday, only to find an unknown male in bail in bed with the child. A Vols Parish deputy said Jeffrey Brant of Ville Platte appeared to be under the influence of controlled dangerous substances and entered the home through an unlocked door. The child, fortunately, was not harmed. After a night of severe storms and tornado watches, South Louisiana will experience a much quieter day today. There were several reports of tornadoes across the state, including an unconfirmed touchdown near Mamou. The storms will be moving away from the area today, and you can expect much cooler temperatures. Well, the 2022 hurricane season ends today with seven fewer storms than predicted. Whitney Thomas has more. The 2022 hurricane season ends today with a total of 14 named storms, eight of those being hurricanes. Louisiana caught a break this year. State climatologist Barry Kimes says dust blowing off the Saharan Desert helped keep major storms from brewing. This dust stabilizes the atmosphere over the, the tropical breeding grounds of the Atlantic, and that just preempts the, the instability needed to produce these kinds of storms. Hurricane Ian and Nicole left the two biggest impacts, making landfall in Florida, claiming 100 lives with extensive damage. Ian has affected off peninsula. And then coal come in just adding insult to injury. I'm Whitney Thomas. Officials in St. Tammany Parish are offering praise to a golden retriever named Artemis this morning. Authorities say Artemis protected the young girls after they became lost in the woods Monday near their home. His barking also led searchers to the girls' location. Artemis and the girls are now back home safely. In sports, the United States men's soccer team made it to the knockout round of 16 in the World Cup. The U.S. defeating Iran one to nothing yesterday to earn the right to face the Netherlands in a win-or-go-home game scheduled for Saturday at 9 a.m. Former NFL quarterback Trent Dilfer is reported to be named as the next head football coach for the, for the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Dilfer led the Ravens to a Super Bowl win back in 2000. He's currently the head football coach at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville. All right, so looking at your weather forecast from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, meteorologist uh, Dave Baker 
Says we can expect uh, clearing windy conditions, much colder temperatures falling throughout the day. Tonight, it's going to get all the way down to 38 as our low, clear and cold. Tomorrow, though, a sunny and breezy day with a high in the mid-60s. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so school zones will be going into effect uh, in about 20, 30 minutes in some areas. Checking to see what else is happening on the roadways. And right now, there is nothing popping up on our screen. So it looks like the roadways are clear. Oh, we got one crash just coming in. Shemem Metairie at Giat Road in Youngsville. That's Shemem Metairie at Giat Road in Youngsville. That's not too far away from Southside High. So please be careful if you're in that area. It's high school football playoff action, and it's right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. The Turley's Catholic Rebels are one win away from a state championship appearance. All that stands between them, the LCA Knights. It's the Rebels. It's the Knights. It's win or go home. It's high school football playoff action, and it's on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Pre-game begins at 6 this Friday with kickoff at 7 o'clock. Scott Brassa and Gavah Bordelon have the call. It's Turleans versus LCA, and it's on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. One half of the Killer Bees in today, Brandon Como. Bernie is out this week enjoying a much-deserved vacation. Hopefully she's having a very happy time on her vacation. And so jumping in her spot for today, you know him as the host of the Joe Cunningham Show, which you can listen to every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL, Joe Cunningham's Sitting in Bernie's chair right now. What's up, Joe? Morning. How's it going? I'm good, man. So, you know, there's a lot I want to talk with you about, but I'm going to jump into this first because we're going to talk about it a little bit later on in Winging It Wednesday when the uh, other panelists jump in. I was listening yesterday to you, and I heard you um, talking about the rail strike, potential rail strike. Yeah. Um, and Congress, uh, it, you know, all eyes are on Congress today. Um, to fix it. And, you know, I was listening this morning um, to the Fox News rundown right before this show. Mm -hmm. And so they were interviewing like one of the head teamsters, if you will. And, you know, I heard yesterday where you were talking about, you know, Congress, you should not be getting involved in this. Right. And it really is amazing how much Congress feels like they need to be involved in Mm -hmm. everything now. You know, and I was listening to to one of the head teamsters talking this morning, and I didn't realize that there were so many unions yeah. with the railroads. Like, it's not just one or two powerful ones. Like, it's a lot. And, you know, he was talking. He, they just kept coming back over and over again to having the seven sick days. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge sticking point for them. And I think with the fact that we just went through COVID for the last two years, I think it just took their argument that they had before COVID and just made it that much stronger. Right. That This has been uh, pretty fascinating mm-hmm. uh, a story because it involves a lot of people taking sides they wouldn't normally take. I mean, the, Joe Biden has portrayed himself as a very pro-union president and a very pro-union politician. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, 
uh, goes off on a tangent about, uh, you know, basically telling uh, rail workers, y'all don't understand supply lines. And I think if anybody understands supply lines, it's the people who've been working that job uh, for, you know, decades, who've been doing the job, who've been on the ground, you know, being part of the supply lines while Joe Biden was, you know, in Washington, D.C., being a, a, a half-decent politician at his, on his best day. Uh, but, I, you know, there are, like you said, there are a lot more unions at play here. There's 11 unions just for the rail workers. Yeah. Um, you know, there are so many unions that one thing I've got to correct myself on from yesterday, as I mentioned, the National Labor Relations Board, there are so many unions for rail and airline. There's a separate board mm -hmm. for that, the National Mediation Board, and they strictly deal with labor management issues for rail and airline industries. But regardless, these are two government agencies whose jobs are to negotiate and handle this. And they're there so that the labor dispute can be resolved between the workers and the businesses. What Biden is, is doing and what he's pushing Congress to do and what Nancy Pelosi is, is going to do, and the Republican leaders are on board as well, they're going to force through Congress the agreement. So they're going to put the agreement into law. It's an agreement that four of the 11 unions don't agree with. It's an agreement that a lot of the workers aren't happy with because of the sick days and because of personally. Personal leave is at stake here, too, because one of the problems is that the real workers do not have the opportunity to take off a day if there's family illness if they if their kid has a production at school and they want to go watch their kid or, or or any sort of sporting event or anything, they don't have the opportunity to take that personal day. You and I have personal time that we can take off if we want to. Mm -hmm. uh, most businesses do. Most businesses have sick days and personal time. Rail workers don't get that, and they're not happy with what Biden what what Biden brought to the table before the midterm election. There was an agreement that was brought before the midterm election. And it staved off any possibility of a strike until after the midterm. Well, midterm has come and gone. Yeah. The workers are now are still not happy, so they're walking away again. It looks like a strike is on the horizon. This will be the second or third time that they have staved off a strike mm -hmm. before it could cause major economic damage. That's what the politicians are taking into account here. It's not so much what the, the conditions for the workers right now. It's the fragile state of the American economy because the Mississippi River is in a drought. You can't ship, and we do a lot of our normal agricultural shipping through the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So we're already having to use rail more for a lot of that shipping that would normally go there. If the rail shuts down, who knows? Because the Biden administration is also trying to cut back on emissions, so truckers are feeling an extra squeeze. There was a story the other day about how the government wants to install tracking devices mm -hmm. on trucks in the country, which is a major invasion of, of privacy and all that, but also you see more and more of the climate activism pushing back against diesel using yeah. uh, vehicles right. uh, and, and, and carbon emitting vehicles. So they don't like the trucks. Mm -hmm. You can't ship along the Mississippi and there's a rail strike. Yeah. The supply lines are fragile as it is. If you have that strike, you're shutting down a major portion of the economy. They just cannot have that. So they're going to push through an agreement to save the American economy. But the Democrats are alienating the blue-collar workforce mm -hmm. in this, and that's going to have repercussions too. 
Well, to add more to that in one of our in, in our future newscasts here on uh, the morning show, um, you're going to hear from uh, Greg Bowser um, some sound bites, uh, Louisiana Chemical Association, mm-hmm. who's going to provide more perspective on this. The other thing is, um, first off, President Biden is a phony. I mean, <laughs> he's just he's a bought and paid for phony who is one of the worst human beings we've ever had in the White House, in my opinion. Um, but I, I, I say he's a phony because, and that he's bought and paid for because, you know, he has portrayed himself as one of, you know, a blue-collar, you know, person, someone who's supposed to represent the little guy. And it's what he's done on in all these election cycles anytime he's had a tough race. And when it comes down to it right now, those are the guys that, he's making upset. You know, those are the, those are the workers that he is, you know, uh, dismissing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you look at what's going on right now, I just, it's amazing because this is such a huge story and it's something that really, I don't think popped on much people's radar until yesterday, until it's like critical mass. Yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute, this is monstrous. <laughs> this could have a devastating impact on our country, and we're just now getting wind of it. But it's because there's, it, it feels like there are so many balls that are about to hit the ground in this country right now, and this is just the latest one. And it just, it's, I know that there's a level in Washington that they're used to this, but it feels like the issues that we're dealing with, like the railroad strike and, and others, are just more serious now than they have been in the recent past. Uh, you know, you say that uh, Scott on the app chat points out if the economy wasn't so bad originally, Joe Biden would be able to keep his nose out of the railway situation. And he's right. A lot of the economic problems that we're seeing right now have been exacerbated by the Biden administration. I mean, the energy crisis that we're seeing here and globally, part of that is due to the policies of of the American government under Joe Biden. Uh, we're seeing uh, supply chain issues that you didn't see before that. I mean, you can, you can come in and say that all of this was because of what happened in the last administration, but a lot of it is new. A lot of it is stuff that we weren't, we did not see was not happening, and it didn't happen until Biden came in and in many places completely undid some of the regulation rollback that Joe, that, that Donald Trump had signed into executive order in the first place. Part of the problem is when we rely on the, 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 the pen and the phone, as Obama called it uh, years ago, when you rely on the executive actions and you are swinging so wildly one way to another, it's going to cause volatility, especially those executive orders deal with economic issues like business regulation, like energy, things like that, what you end up having is a completely volatile, unstable political situation, and it's going to wildly affect the economy. And, and those those have rippled out in ways that, that the Biden administration either didn't or would refuse to see. And as a result, we're in a very, very fragile economic state. The economy has gotten a little bit better. In some ways, inflation has eased just a little bit. The jobs reports are looking better than expected at times. But it's it's like we're on the very edge of a collapse constantly. Inflation is still far too hot. The jobs reports are still not what we want them to be to try to get us out of the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
when you look at everything together, all it takes is a railway strike. All it takes is the Mississippi River being in drought. All it takes is another energy price spike. Mm -hmm. And things just spin wildly out of control. And that's what we're looking at, and that's what makes these political decisions that are based more on ideology than the actual lay of the land as we see it right now without taking the ramifications into effect. Mm -hmm. That's what's causing all these problems. So we'll get more into this uh, in the 7 o'clock hour during, during Winging It Wednesday. Mark Pope and Jacob White will be joining us. Um, you know, before we get to the next break, want to mention Team USA Soccer moving on. Man, uh, that was a great match. I, I you know, I wish I, I wish I'd had the chance to watch it. Had a lot going on, but um, I, I thought the thing that was so cool about it was that it was against Iran. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and not so much against the 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 players themselves, but against the country. Um, but that you had so many people in the streets in Iran cheering for the U.S. Yeah, that that was kind of amazing to see the pictures that were coming from that. Yes, you know, um, it, I mean, it's it's almost like the U.S. got the most they could out of that win. It they they did. Um, because it wasn't just a win on the on the field, but it was like a political win too. Yeah, um, and. And what's really cool about it, mm -hmm. just take take who we played out of it. Um, that was the most aggressive play that Team USA had put forward in the in the three matches they've had so far. In Wales, a dominant first half and then completely lackluster second half with a bad defensive play that gives Wales an equalizing penalty kick. Mm -hmm. uh, in England, played fairly solid defense, kept England from scoring, which is a really big accomplishment on its own because England beat Iran 6-2. Cool. Beat, uh, <laughs> beat Wales, what... Uh, Three or four to nil, I think. Yeah. So keeping England at a at a you know shutting them out was a pretty big deal in and yeah. of itself. But then you put together a whole game, even with one of your best offensive players, Christian Pulisic, going down late in the first half because of an injury, right. because he literally sacrificed his body. And I've yeah. got the video clip of that up at KPL965.com. Um, sacrificing his body essentially to get that goal that gives us the win and sends us to the knockout rounds. Mm -hmm. I mean, that it, it was just such a great performance by the team. Well, cool thing is the game is going to be on Saturday at 9 a.m. Yes. Uh, so, you know, kids will be able to watch it. They won't be in school. I, I heard you yesterday talking about how kids should be off of school. Was it yes. today you were saying? Yes, I, I absolutely 100% believe <laughs> that kids – I mean, they lit up the, the Empire State Building yeah, yeah. in red, white, and blue for mm -hmm. Team USA. I think the kids should have been out of school today. Plus, we got severe weather that never showed up. Normally, they call off yeah, yeah. for weather that doesn't show up, so they needed that day. There you go. So, uh, Team USA – I hope we'll probably I'm, I'm going to look at getting someone on a little bit later on this week uh, to kind of preview the matchup um, against the Netherlands. Of course, the Netherlands are like one of those teams that every World Cup, they are so tough to beat. They, you know, USA is a major underdog going yeah. into this one. Um, oh, yeah. You have to have the absolute best defensive performance. Christian Pulisic will be back. He says he will be back. That abdominal injury that he suffered yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, temporary, he will yeah. be back on the field, which is very much needed. We have a lot of good players, but we're one of the youngest teams in the World Cup right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, these are a bunch of guys I haven't even heard of. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I've wa I watch World Cup matches with the U.S. every time it comes up. And it's not that I'm a huge soccer fan. It's just I get into it when it comes to this time. Yeah. But then I see the names, and I'm just like, wait, who are these guys? And defense is not our problem. Mm -hmm. It's scoring goals, but... We we're finally able to get one. We like, have I mean, those weapons right now. It's because we've what, scored one goal so far. That's it, yes. right? Because it was both 
zero zero no, no, um, draws. We, uh, no, it was a one one oh, draw one, as one, well. One, so we have, okay, so sorry, our second goal. Yes, our second goal in three games. Um, and I believe Pulisic was the assist on the one against Wales. Ah, gotcha. And it, and and it would have been a win against Wales had Andrew Zimmerman not. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, not, not I'm thinking wrong. Walker Zimmerman not uh, not fouled a player inside the goalie's box, right? Giving them a penalty kick that they scored on. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, so that's I mean, it, you know, you're looking at a very different situation had we beat Wales as well. Yeah, it would have. We still would have been number two because England just scored more goals, and that's yeah. how you break the tie in the, in the point system. But uh, Team USA does, like like I said, have a lot going for them. Yeah, uh, the youth is a is a is a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's a lot of inexperience there, but there is some really good play. We have a lot of talented players yeah. and the hunger's there. Yeah. The hunger's yeah. there. Um, big names from MLS, big names actually that, that play overseas as well. So mm-hmm. these are players that have experience playing against a lot of these guys that you see on the world stage. Right. But now they're pulling together as a team USA mm-hmm. and they're getting some things worked out. The coaching has been a little questionable at times, especially in that Wales game, but they picked it up, uh, the 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 level of play has been better. Moving the ball has been really good. Yeah, uh, that's something we've been doing very well. Now we need to take it a step further. We need to play a very aggressive game while maintaining a solid defense. And that's against the Netherlands. That's like the sure. the biggest test you can get in the first round of the knockouts. I the only team I could think of I'd I'd rather not play would be Germany. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but they're like on that level too. All right, we'll take this quick break. I've got a brief look at news coming up, and then we'll continue on with the KDNS morning news. Right after this. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. For KPEL News, I'm Brandon Como. Some questions are being raised about Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory's need for a personal security detail. Some council members want to know if Guillory is within his rights to have that. The mayor president says the officers have access to his calendar and they assess the potential security threat and proceed accordingly. Northside High School was put on lockdown for a brief time yesterday following a social media threat of violence against the school administrator. That incident is under investigation. Meanwhile, a juvenile student at Paul Bro Middle School was arrested on Monday after police connected them to a threat made against that school in October. Flu and flu-like illnesses are on the rise across South Louisiana. The CDC is reporting that at least 33 states are reporting high levels of flu activity. According to the Walgreens Flu Index, Monroe is number three in the country for flu activity, while the Lafayette area is ranked sixth for flu activity. The threat of a railroad strike has many businesses in Louisiana on edge. Experts suggest a rail strike would be a detriment to Louisiana agriculture, water systems, the chemical industry, and the state's economy as a whole. State leaders are encouraging members of Congress to intervene and avoid a work stoppage on the railroads. There are three constitutional amendments on the December 10th ballot across Louisiana. One of those concerns voting. The others have to do with gubernatorial appointments to the State Civil Service Commission and State Police Commission. The reason the three weren't on the ballot earlier this month with the other eight we already voted for is because the Secretary of State's office felt that the three amendments made the ballot too long. Early voting for that election is now underway. And a survey of Louisiana Republicans suggests that they prefer former President Donald Trump to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to be the party's nomination for president in 2024. 
Of the 470 Republicans surveyed, 56% favored Trump, while 36% said they preferred DeSantis. 8% of those surveyed were undecided. You're up to date. I'm Brandon Como. Sunshine returning today, but temperatures will be tumbling. We'll start in the 60s, then fall back into the 50s this afternoon. Those winds will be gusting out of the north over 20 miles per hour. Tonight, clear and chilly as lows will dip back into the upper 30s. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high temperature near 61. Thursday night, we're looking at fair skies, lows dropping back into the upper 40s. And into Friday, partly to mostly sunny skies and a high temperature near 78. Over the week, Weekend. We'll catch some more cloud cover out there, perhaps an isolated shower coming up on Saturday. Temperatures over the weekend will hover in the upper 70s to near 80 degrees. Looks like we'll start next week fairly mild, but another cool down late next week, especially into Wednesday and Thursday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Move over, Razor. Hello, Laser. Call Williamson Cosmetic Center for their laser hair removal special package pricing at 337-735-3870. Let them help you get ready for summer. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening on the roadways. Uh, school zones are going into effect in some areas right now. But good news to report, though, is that there are no crashes, no breakdowns at this time. Find more for your holiday at Family Dollar, like Betty Crocker baking goods, ornaments, and hundreds of toys under $15. Family Dollar, helping you. I'm living my best life. Right, welcome back into Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como, Joe Cunningham. So, you know, as I finish off my morning cup of coffee, um, we got a pretty uh, interesting story on the website. Acadiana's choices for a cup of coffee other than a coffee shop. Um, now, I guess the coffee shop, uh, one of those coffee shops, if you will, came up with a new flavor that I know you're excited about right now. Yeah, so... Um so it, I don't go mm-hmm. to Starbucks. I, yeah. I, I, I typically, I used to, it used to be a game day ritual for basketball when I was coaching and I was, uh-huh. you know, assistant for our high school team. I would go and I would get two white chocolate mochas and I'd take one to the head coach, right. uh, Vincent Hicks over David Thibodeau, mm-hmm. uh, who was supposed to have a game last night, but the, the other team couldn't make it. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and, and so that would be before the game started. They're you know, kind of going over strategy and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's just also to keep me awake because it'll have been a long day because I've been at school since 6 a.m. that morning. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, there's, the you know, Starbucks, all these places that serve coffee are now releasing their own coffee grounds. And yeah. they're putting in a lot of those flavors that you know from the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And Starbucks has just released a salted caramel mocha coffee ground. That sounds amazing. It I love is. salted caramel. Now, it's Starbucks brand, so it's a lot more expensive than the normal yeah. grounds that you can get. Mm-hmm. But salted caramel mocha is a fantastic flavor profile. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. I love salted caramel. Mm-hmm. Regular caramel is good. Salted caramel is legit. Yes. And this, I, I made a pot yesterday, and it was so good. I actually poured the extra and took it up to some of my friends that I used to teach with mm-hmm. and they all loved it too. And that's, that used to be the thing. I would be the coffee guy at, at school. Like, cause you and I have talked before yeah, yeah. and I would, I would get a lot of these different flavors and yeah. I would make the pot and then they'd come in and they'd get a, uh, they would get a, a, a cup during the day. Right. 
And so I took it up there and they loved it. And uh, I really like this particular flavor. Now, if my, my go-to is going to be probably, and I hope I'm not violating advertising rules by saying any of this, but, no, you're good. but community is yeah, my go-to. I was go -to. about to say the same. See, for us, we get the K-Cups and community is our go-to. Yeah. Now, um, I went to uh, Super One last week and they had this fantastic sale going on on their name brand coffees. And it had like four different flavors. It was like 36 cups for eight bucks. Yeah. And it was four different flavors. Cinnamon Dulce was one. That's a solid, solid so flavor. So good. It's my favorite one. Um, hazelnut. Yeah. Um, uh, the French vanilla. And it had one more that caught my eye, but I can't remember what it was, what it was. Cause I've been having fun with the cinnamon dulce lately. Yeah. And then I went ahead and got some, uh, cause I love the different creamers. There's a new creamer that came out, um, called vanilla bean. Mm -hmm. So I just went and basic, but you know, just went ahead and got that one and it was a great pairing this morning. But man, there's something about salted caramel and cinnamon when it's done right. Yes. In a coffee because the, the cinnamon has to be a hint. Yes. It can't be overpowering. Yeah. Like um, there's a couple I can think of where the cinnamon's overpowering and it just ruins the coffee. Yeah, and and I I agree with that totally. And anybody who overdoes it is they they're crazy because <laughs> um, it's it's such a powerful it is it's such a powerful flavor. So uh, I did a story yesterday on yesterday or the day before on simmer pots. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, and uh, this is I'd never heard of it before until a friend kind of turned me on to it. But instead of buying candles or whatever. You just get these ingredients and you set a pot to boil, put the okay. ingredients in, let it simmer, and all day it simmers, wow. and it makes the house smell great. So it's kind of like when you know you're cooking a roux and cooking gumbo, you've got the whole house. Yeah, the whole house good. smells like roux, except yeah. you can do different uh, different scents for like the holiday. The, the go to holiday scent is going to include cinnamon and clove, and it just makes the house smell yeah. like winter. Okay, and it's every scent an old lady, Sounds you know, good. old granny has around the house. <laughs> Problem is, some of those scents will make you hungry. But if you yeah. get too much cinnamon in that, the cinnamon and clove just overpower everything. Yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be a little more subtle behind the notes in the one I did. Orange, uh, apple, and cranberry. Wow. And it makes the house smell really good. I've and actually smelled that combination before, and it does smell it's good. A, it's a classic holiday smell. There's yeah. also some recipes, like if you like that Christmas tree smell in your house, but you have a fake tree or whatever, yeah. go get some clippings of some evergreen, a fir tree, a pine tree, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can put that in the pot along with some other scents, and Very it cool. makes it smell like a live Christmas tree in the house. Very cool, yeah. So the, the simmer pot, check that out at kpl965.com. So you can have the house smelling like roux, like <laughs> yeah. coffee, or yeah. like whatever this scent profile is. And, and the thing about the simmer pot is way, it's way cheaper than candles. Candles are expensive. I love right. woodwick candles, but they are expensive well, as all. Well, and they also can be dangerous, too. Yes. That's odd. The candles make me nervous. Yeah. Um, well, they, you've got the two little kids yeah, in the house now. You took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. So um, I try to avoid candles. Um, you know, going back to where we started the conversation with coffee. Um, so, you know, we talked about Starbucks and community and, you know, and such. But if you're going to get a cup of coffee from somewhere that, you know, you're just... You know, you're on the run. You you didn't have time to make some of the house, or maybe you ran out of K cups, or you didn't you know have time to you know put the machine on. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to stop to get a cup of coffee? Um, I'll tell you. And about as you answer, Ian, uh, 
pointed me in the direction of racetrack. Yes. And I didn't realize their coffee was so good. And I mentioned it to my wife. And she's like, yeah, Brandon, where you been? Their, their coffee's amazing. It is. And so I went the other day. I had to come do some late night work. And I stopped and grabbed me a cup, and it was awesome. <laughs> so they they used to, they don't do it anymore, but they used to do, uh, at the beginning of the year, a teacher appreciation thing where they would give you a little card for your, your keychain. You just uh-huh. put it on. You get a free coffee once a day from okay. racetrack, for racetrack with that little coupon. Oh. And I lived at the time, there was a, a racetrack on the way to school on the route I took. Yeah. And so during that month, I would go, and I would stop and get a big cup of coffee from racetrack. And that's how I would start my day. Nice. Uh, I started doing my own coffee at school when they stopped doing that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I hope for other teachers sake, they go back to doing it because it was teachers loved it. It was, it was great. I you bet. could get a fountain drink or a coffee Yeah. once a day with that little key tag. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, they have an amazing coffee. Uh, if I'm on, if, if I have to stop somewhere and I see a Starbucks, that'll be typically where I go. Uh, I've got a CC's, uh, just around the corner from the house. Yeah. Um, if I'm in Opelousas for an extended period of time, like my my children have tumbling and uh-huh. dance yeah. um, classes in Opelousas because that's where my wife teaches. And when they're at their, they go to school in Grand Cotosa, they're closer that way than anything in town. Yeah. So there's a place uh, in Opelousas, Java Square, or something like that, that I would go to. And they're, they're, they have that nice coffee shop that's not corporate feel to it. Mm-hmm. That That kind of traditional coffee shop feel. Um, you know, uh, one, uh, you know, one place I think that I don't necessarily get the coffee from there, but I like to get the, uh, the, um, I'm blanking on what it's called. One of their coffee treats mm-hmm. is McDonald's. Yeah. You know, what is it? The latte that mm-hmm. they, uh, I'm trying to remember the one that they, um, they sell the their latte. coffee. Yeah. They sell their coffee in K cups and grounds too. And it is great. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, also, uh, you know, checking in on the app, uh, Prayer House Coffee out of Washington. Uh-huh. Solid. Um, the Frappe. Yeah, That's what I was frappe. trying to remember. The Frappes, not not the lattes, it's the yeah. Frappes that I love to get from McDonald's. I don't know why I always forget what, what they're called, but the Frappes, the uh, the Mocha mm-hmm. um, Frappe is my favorite over there. It's so good. Brew and Scroop on Cresswell okay. in, in Opelousas is a good one, too. Uh uh, downtown, uh, Rave. Uh, that's it, right? Yeah. Oh, Rev. Rev. Yeah, yeah. you're talking about Rev. So yeah. Rev um, is fantastic. I actually, um, Rev used to do some sponsorship work here with the um, Lafayette uh, Food Junkie radio show that we had. Yeah. And so they sponsored the show for a while. And so when I went there to meet with them, uh, they brought me in the back and like showed me, you know, where they get all their coffee beans yeah. from all over the world and all that. And um, no, nah, they're, they've been fantastic people. And every time I have had anything from over there, coffee, it's mm-hmm. so good. And they, they do distribution to mm-hmm. some of the restaurants in yeah. Lafayette too. Yeah. Uh, so some of the places I go to, uh, for breakfast, they've got, uh, Rev's coffee and there is, let me find it. I have a former student whose family kind of does, uh, some coffee as well. Uh-huh. Let me try to find them. Well, while you do that, I'll go ahead and take this uh, quick break. We got Kim Commando uh, coming up with her uh, daily uh, daily advice. By the way, you can listen to her show from 3 to 6 uh, Saturday afternoons here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You got your answer? No, I don't. Okay, cool. I... We'll, get, we'll get to it a little bit later then. 
All right, we'll uh, take this quick break. We'll be right back. Week by week. The Chinese people are fed up with COVID lockdowns. Riots are everywhere. Chinese President Xi Jinping could be overthrown. In America, a looming rail strike threatens to wreak havoc on our already fragile economy. So how does all this tie in with Apple iPhones and Christmas gift giving? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by CarShield. With a CarShield protection plan, surprise breakdowns won't break the bank. Save 10% at carshield.com slash Kim. The riots aren't just in Chinese cities. At Foxconn, the vast manufacturing plant of 200,000 people, a COVID break led to what's called closed-loop operations, meaning once you're on the plant site, you cannot leave. Rioting going on with no end in sight. Foxconn makes 70% of Apple's iPhones. You're already too late to buy an iPhone 14 for this. Delays are now 37 days and growing each week. Bottom line, if you can find an iPhone 14, buy it now. Try my new daily tech podcast called Kim Commando today. I don't trust and you shouldn't either. You've heard me say for years that free email service, email or Yahoo aren't really free. There's a big price to pay, your privacy. The free email sites scan, analyze and save details of every email you send and receive. This lets big tech create a very intimate and detailed profile of you. They can sell all of your data to the highest bidder. That's why I use Startmail. Startmail was built from the ground up with privacy and security in mind. It's an encrypted emails with one click, even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. And Startmail never scans or analyzes your email. And when you delete an email, it's gone forever. Dump the spy mail and get your own Startmail account right now. Go to start.com slash Kim. You'll get a seven-day free trial. And if you love knowing that big tech isn't reading your email like I do, You'll get 50% off your first. That's a deal. Go to startmail.com slash Kim with a T. Don't trust big tech with your privacy. Go to startmail.com slash Kim and sign up today. It's high school football playoff action, and it's right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. The Turley's Catholic Rebels are one win away from a state championship appearance. All that stands between them, the LCA Knights. It's the Rebels. It's the Knights. It's winner go home. It's high school football playoff action, and it's on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Pre-game begins at 6 this Friday with kickoff at 7 o'clock. Scott Brasta and Gavah Bordelon have the call. It's Turlings versus LCA, and it's on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Want to hear Christmas music on your schedule? Check out the KPEL News app and click on the Christmas music icon. Brought to you by Christmas at Bridgepoint Farms, 115 Enterprise Boulevard, just off of Johnston Street. All right, wrapping up the 6 o'clock hour here. And, Joe, you got the place you wanted to mention? Yes, Java Lab Coffee. I feel bad because they are seriously one of my favorites. And where are they located? Uh, you can find them. They've got a, a website. If you find them on social media, just look up Java Lab Coffee, okay. and you'll find them. You can order from their website. Um, and and the stuff they have is really uh, it's 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 sourced and it's locally roasted, so you get some of the freshest roast. It's really really solid stuff. I recommend if they have it on their site because I've mm-hmm. I've had it from them before. Pea Berry, which is okay, uh, it's younger. It's not as developed coffee bean. Okay. And so it has a, a, a lighter and kind of fresher taste to it after it's roasted. It's really good. So I want to mention a couple of great deals. If you go to SeizeTheDeal.com, uh, we've got uh, awesome deals there. $25 gets you a $50 gift certificate uh, to the Golf Connection. Also, the Chill House, uh, $7.50 gets you a $15 instant voucher to the Chill House. And a great place for the kids. 
Uh, Kadiana Action Arc, uh, Card for Arcade and Bumper Cars, $50. Uh, $25 gets you a $50 gift certificate to Kadiana Action Card for Arcade and Bumper Cars. So check those out, SeizeTheDeal.com. We've got some great deals lined up there for you. We'll take this break. We've got top-of-the-hour news coming up, and uh, 7 o'clock hour, that means winging it Wednesday. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. Connell McShane, this is the Fox Report. We could scenes on Wall Street when trading starts this morning. European benchmarks getting a lift from a sign inflation could be easing in the 19 countries that use the euro. Apple CEO Tim Cook reportedly sitting down with some top Republican lawmakers in Washington as the GOP gets ready to take control of the House. His company is dealing with U.S. antitrust legislation that could mean major changes to the company's app store policies. And Airbnb is launching a platform allowing tourists to host apartments. They're partnering with major landlords and management companies to list designated apartment banks where renters are allowed to offer short-term sublets on the site. Typically, rental buildings prohibit tenants from subletting for short stays. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. Starlize your small business is a little overwhelmed by the holiday rush? It's still not too late to get all of your shipping and mailing under control. Stamps.com. Sign up right now and you'll be printing your own postage in just minutes with discounted USPS and UPS shipping rates. Just go to Stamps.com, click the mic at the top of the page and use code BUSINESS for a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. That's Stamps.com. Code business. Rejected a tentative agreement to accept it. The House plans two votes today. The first being the tentative agreement from September that some of the unions already voted down. And the second being a, another bill that will resolve some of their grievances and add some sick time. It's unclear whether there are enough uh, Republicans to pass this bill. They might have to overcome uh, progressives who have vowed to tank this. Fox's Jackie Heinrich. The House will also soon vote on something else. With support from 12 Republicans, the Senate approved legislation enshrining same-sex and interracial marriage protections in the federal law. No matter who you are or who you love, you too deserve dignity and equal treatment under the law. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called his vote personal, saying his first phone call after passage would be to his daughter and her wife. Fox's Jared Halpern. There's storm damage to clean up from Louisiana to Alabama. Possibly more to come as the system moves to Georgia. It spawned at least 25 tornadoes. Fox Weathers Nicole Valdez is in Caledonia, Mississippi in the yard of a home ripped apart. It's just filled with debris. Metal shingles lying all over the ground. This is what's left of at least one family's home. And unfortunately, as the sun comes up today, we're going to be seeing that continue and really start to see the evidence of some of these uh, intense tornadoes. China's Communist Party is vowing to crack down on what it calls sabotage by hostile forces. Referring to widespread protests over COVID lockdowns and restrictions, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby just told Fox. They are speaking for themselves and we stand up for the right of every citizen around the world to be able to speak up freely and sure. peacefully for what for what they believe in. Some Republicans want the Biden administration to more forcefully crack, condemn the crackdown. America's listening to Fox News.
I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N-info.com. There is concern the crackdown on all those protesters in China could turn deadly, like the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre that crushed pro-democracy demonstrations. The former Chinese leader who took over after that has died. Jiang Zemin will be remembered for two things, blowing up China's economy and clamping down on domestic dissent. He reformed financial markets, took China into the World Trade Organization and oversaw the return of Hong Kong from the British. The shining skyscrapers of Shanghai were built on President Jiang's foundations. At the same time, his administration jailed human rights and democracy activists, vowing never again to let authority face such opposition. Jiang was 96. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Speaking of domestic dissent, some Trump supporters in Washington last year claiming President Biden's election was a fraud and should be stopped have been convicted of a rare but serious charge. A federal jury in Washington, D.C. convicted Stuart Rhodes and Kelly Meggs of seditious conspiracy. They acquitted three other group members of that charge, but all five were convicted of obstructing Congress. One of the attorneys for Rhodes, James Bright, said outside of court they would appeal. There is, in my belief, a, a likelihood that had this been tried in a different jurisdiction, the results could have substantively been different. Another attorney said there was no proof of a pre-existing plan to attack the Capitol, but prosecutors showed text messages and videos of Rhodes wanting then-President Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act and saying even without it, he was prepared for physical conflict, a rebellion, even civil war. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Now they all face up to 20 years in prison. A trial involving members of the Proud Boys group charged with seditious conspiracy looms next month. On Wall Street, stock futures up slightly ahead of today's trading. At Soccer's World Cup, Team USA getting ready for its next match Saturday against the Netherlands. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. I'm Brandon Como. Taking a look at some of our top stories today. Of course, you've been hearing about the threat of a railroad strike, and it has many businesses in Louisiana on edge, as experts suggest a rail strike would be a detriment to Louisiana agriculture, water systems, the chemical industry, and the state's economy as a whole. State leaders are encouraging members of Congress to intervene and avoid a work stoppage on the railroads. Now, the potential rail strike next month could also severely impact the state's chemical industry. Greg Bowser, president of the Louisiana Chemical Association, says if trains aren't transporting chemicals like chlorine, it could have serious repercussions. 
that impact water treatment facilities because a number of our companies make chlorine that you use to purify water, and those shipments will be a standstill. And it's not just water systems. Bowser says the state's agriculture industry could be affected by a rail strike because if they aren't able to receive fertilizer, in turn, that in turn will impact the nation's food supply. When you start talking about crop protection and, and fertilizers and things that you need to, to do that uh, to grow crops, you can have a, an issue on your food supply as well. And because Louisiana is one of the country's largest chemical producers, Bowser says a rail strike could hurt the state's economy. He says the chemical industry produces $52 billion in revenue each year. Not only you can't get the uh, chlorine you need to clean your drinking water, you can't get the stuff you need to take care of the crops to provide the food. And now you start talking about people losing jobs. Moving on to more local news. Some questions are being raised about Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory's need for a personal security detail. Some council members want to know if Guillory is within his rights to have that. The mayor president says the officers have access to his calendar and they assess the potential security threats and proceed accordingly. Northside High School was put on lockdown for a brief time yesterday following a social media threat of violence against a school administrator. That incident is under investigation. Meanwhile, a juvenile student at Paul Bro Middle School was arrested on Monday after police connected them to a threat made against that school in October. Well, there are three amendments on the December 10th ballot. Brooke Thorrington has the breakdown from the Public Affairs Research Council. Our president, Stephen Procopio, says Amendment 1 prohibits non-U.S. citizens from voting in municipal elections in Louisiana. So this amendment would essentially prohibit that in the future because it's not legal now, even without this amendment. The other two amendments provide another check and balance for the governor's appointments to both the state civil service and police commissions. Procopio says currently six universities nominate individuals and the governor makes his choice from those nominations. So this would require the governor's pick to undergo Senate confirmation. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, let's head north to Shreveport as endorsements are made in the December 10th Shreveport mayoral runoff election, and some come as a bit of a surprise. Governor John Bell Edwards Tuesday announced he supports Democrat Greg Tarver to be Shreveport's next mayor. Political analyst Roy Fletcher says that's good for Tarver, but not a surprise. Because the Tarver base is the John Bell Edwards base. However, three well-known Shreveport Democrats, Cedric Glover, Ollie Tyler, and Adrian Perkins, are endorsing Republican Tom Arsenault. LSU Shreveport political science professor Jeff Sadow says habitual voters are unlikely to be moved by endorsements at all. To them, an endorsement isn't such a big deal. They've already formed opinions about the issues and the candidates. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Flu and flu-like illnesses are on the rise across South Louisiana. The CDC is reporting that at least 33 states are reporting high levels of flu activity. According to the Walgreens Flu Index, Monroe is number three in the country for flu activity while the Lafayette area is ranked sixth. A bunky mother says she went to check on her seven-year-old daughter in her bedroom early Tuesday, only to find an unknown male in bail in bed with the child. Vols Parish deputies say Jeffrey Brant of Ville Platte appeared to be under the influence of controlled dangerous substances and entered the home through an unlocked door. The child, fortunately, was not harmed. After a night of severe storms and tornado watches, South Louisiana will experience a much quieter day today. There were several reports of tornadoes across the state, including an unconfirmed touchdown near Mamou. The storms will be moving away from the area today, and you can expect much cooler temperatures. Well, the 2022 hurricane season ends today with seven fewer storms than predicted. Whitney Thomas has more. 
The 2022 hurricane season ends today with a total of 14 named storms, eight of those being hurricanes. Louisiana caught a break this year. State climatologist Barry Kime says dust blowing off the Saharan Desert helped keep major storms from brewing. This dust stabilizes the atmosphere over the, the tropical breeding grounds of the Atlantic, and that just preempts the, the instability needed to produce these kinds of storms. Hurricane Ian and Nicole left the two biggest impacts making landfall in Florida, claiming 100 lives with extensive damage. Ian affected off peninsula. And then Cole come in just adding insult to injury. I'm Whitney Thomas. Officials in St. Tammany Parish are offering praise to a golden retriever named Artemis this morning. Authorities say Artemis protected the young girls after they became lost in the woods Monday near their home. His barking also led searchers to the girls' location. Artemis and the girls are now back home safely. In sports, the United States men's soccer team made it to the knockout round of 16 in the World Cup. The U.S. defeating Iran 1 to nothing yesterday to earn the right to face the Netherlands in a win-or-go-home game scheduled for Saturday at 9 a.m. Former NFL quarterback Trent Dilfer is reported to be named as the next head football coach for the, for the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Dilfer led the Ravens to a Super Bowl win back in 2000. He's currently the head football coach at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville. <laughs> Sunshine returning today, but temperatures will be tumbling. We'll start in the 60s, then fall back into the 50s this afternoon. Those winds will be gusting out of the north over 20 miles per hour. Tonight, clear and chilly as lows will dip back into the upper 30s. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high temperature near 61. Thursday night, we're looking at fair skies, lows dropping back into the upper 40s. And into Friday, partly to mostly sunny skies and a high temperature near 78. Over the weekend, we'll catch some more cloud cover out there perhaps an isolated shower coming up on saturday temperatures over the weekend will hover in the upper 70s to near 80 degrees looks like we'll start next week fairly mild but another cool down late next week especially into wednesday and thursday from the storm team three weather lab i'm meteorologist dave baker on news talk 96.5 kpel find more for your holiday at family dollar like betty crocker baking goods ornaments and hundreds of toys under 15 dollars Family Dollar, helping you do more. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening on the roadways right now. We have a few crashes, one of them being Moss Street at Deva Drive. That's Moss at Deva. Also, Collie Saloon at South Hugh Wallace Road. That's Collie Saloon at South Hugh Wallace Road. And we've got a crash, Renault Drive at A. Begno Road. Renault Drive at A. Begno Road. Our Salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana.
Apparently, more Vod photography, headshots, commercial, portrait, drone, and pictures. Call 337-962-5432 or online at kellysheadshots.com. Kelly Morvant Photography. Good morning, Acadiana. Welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. Hour number two on this Wednesday means it is time for Winging It Wednesday. We've got our panelists in here ready to go on some of the big local and national topics. And uh, we've been talked, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, the potential. Uh, I was going to say possible, then said potential. The potential, <laughs> <laughs> the potential uh, rail strike. That could be happening. And, you know, of course, here in Louisiana, there's a lot of concern about it and how it could affect uh, the chemical industry and the state's economy as a whole. Um, some state leaders are encouraging members of Congress to intervene to help avoid a work stoppage on the railroads. Uh, if you were listening in the six o'clock hour or during the Joe Cunningham show, Joe let his feelings be made known about uh, not not being in favor of Congress getting involved in this. And we'll let Joe jump in in a little bit. But first, we want to get to uh, Mark and Jacob, let them give their thoughts, and then Joe will jump in. So, Mark, um, seeing what's happening right now, Congress uh, today is supposed to take up um, everything related to, you know, this deal that's being put on the table. And a lot of the discussion is centered around sick days and workers not having the sick, sick days that they need and that they uh, that uh, union members Union leaders say they deserve. What are your thoughts on this whole crisis right now with the potential threat of a railroad strike? You know, look, I, I really don't know what is okay. We have the um, flight um, uh, aviation. Yeah, they we have we have a federal agency there. Do we have a federal rail agency? Can anybody give me a yes? No, just ever so briefly, no. and I'll continue my thoughts. And I some, say no. Some, some so equivalent to the I, FAA. I, look, yeah. I do not know. And and really, things like this, although they interest me, and we, if it does happen, we have a strike. Yes, we're going to have a, a great particular hit. What does little bitty itsy bitsy Mark Pope and Lafayette, Louisiana, have anything what iota to do about it? I don't know. When situations like this happen, I say wait and see. Because nobody's going to call Mark Pope. Senator John Kennedy's not calling me. Clay Higgins is not going to call me and say, hey, Mark, well, what do you think? Uh, what should we do? So I, I wait. That's what I've learned. Patience. Wait. Wait and let it unfold. Let the details come out. And then we'll know. All I know is if it does happen, the rail strike, we are in heap big trouble. Yeah. As Lone Ranger said to Tonto. <laughs> so to answer your question, uh, the Federal Railroad Administration um, is the agency you are probably looking for. Okay. All right. Not and probably you are looking for. Right. That. And then so how are all of the bylaws and guidelines written whereby Congress has input? I do not know. Have you read that document? I have not. Should and Congress if, be getting involved in this? No, I don't. I don't trust government one iota because of special special interest. Uh, a lot of people I know say uh, they're all crooks, mm -hmm. and so I, I just I do not trust Congress right now 
um, for doing silly, nonsensical things like the um, Reduction Act, the Inflation Reduction Act. That, that's nonsense. And then they sell us propaganda as to why it is good and why it is going to reduce inflation. And so I, do, I just simply do not trust Congress. And there's way too much propaganda flying around Washington, D.C. right now. So uh, I, am, I am a cynic. Uh, I have hope, as uh, Jesse Jackson said, keep hope alive. I do have hope that things will change and improve. But right now, uh, Congress is low, very, very low on my list as far as the, the trust factor. Jacob? I would say that, uh, not worry about a strike, but I wish they'd fire that engineer who blasts the horn all night at 3 a.m. every time he passes. But, no, to be honest, I mean, I do think it brings into relief something that's usually invisible, which is how much our society relies on shipping in all its forms. And I think, interestingly, that uh, truckers in this country have kind of managed without a union mm -hmm. to retain decent you know, uh, uh, earnings and, and you know, th those sorts of amenities that people want from a job. I don't know what rail workers in this country's uh, uh, lot looks like. It sounds like if they have a union in there and they're bargaining, they maybe have decent uh, uh, well, pay already. But and, well, and now that's one of the things that dispute as well, because, um, you know, in listening to one of the many uh, union leaders uh, this morning, he was talking about how. You know, the other side um, is basically saying that these are workers that are making $160,000. And he said, that's just not true. He said, they make about half of that. He said, that's just not even close to reality. He said, they can't even get the sick days that are needed, um, you know, like other companies give their employees. Now, yeah. Of course, that was just from his side of the perspective was what I was listening to this sure. morning. But that's the argument that they're putting out there. Well, and that could be an average. You know, you might have a lot of workers who are making a decent amount of money. But then if you start to consider what they're doing, are they coming home every night? Or are they workers who are going to be away from home multiple nights a week? And that's week? what he talked about. These are people that live, that their jobs take them away from their homes yeah. for most days out of the year. I love, I love that you brought in the trucking industry. What this reminds me of, especially with the pay issue, and Joe, I know you're going to want to jump in on this too, is the teachers. Uh, every time mm. we'll put out like a stat that comes out from the state that says the average teacher salary is this. Yeah. It's inevitable. We get someone in like Vermilion Parish <laughs> or an Evangeline or one of our areas that says, my wife is working and she doesn't make anywhere near that. You know? Yeah. And, but that's what this reminds me of is you've got the two different sides that are, you know, for the benefits and the other side that wants to kind of keep it at status quo. Yeah. And that's what's the battle right Well, and, and like with my job, man, I mean, I, I don't make a ton, but, a, you know, years ago they decided that when, you know, as healthcare costs increase, they're just going to pay our healthcare. So I haven't gotten much of a raise in forever, but I never pay for healthcare. And I don't know what that number looks like, man, but I see what other people pay. And it's like, sounds like I'm still getting a raise, yeah. but... Once you start getting into compensation, all those devils come out of the closet. And I don't know, it's it's a topic that I think deserves a lot of discussion and I think will end up, for the most part, being glossed over with a sentence or two, which doesn't do it justice. Mm -hmm. What you thought? Uh, oh, go ahead, Joe. I know we uh, don't need well, more. I mean, the, the big thing about the rail strike is kind of the opposite of the teacher thing. Uh, rail workers get paid well, and they know they get paid well. They don't really complain about the pay. It's the time off. It's the sick days. It's the oh, personal yeah. time off. That's the issue for them because, like I said in the first hour— a lot of them upset. They don't get time with their families. If their kid has a school production, they don't get to go see that. They don't yeah. get to be able to take a, that day off. 
that's what they're looking for in all this. The, the big deal here is that uh, we have this situation where there's a mediation board. You know, there's the NLRB for most unions. There's a national mediation board for rail and airline. This board is supposed to work through these disputes. The politicians are now taking over because they don't want an economic crisis. Mm -hmm. They're getting involved with a dispute between unions and companies in a way they really, I don't think, should. I think this is going to end up being something that can be abused by government. Mark's right not to trust the government in this because once the government gets involved once, that opens the door, that sets the precedent that they can go in and do it again. And it doesn't just have to be rail or airline. It can be another industry. They said, well, we can't really afford uh, for tech for Silicon Valley unions to go on strike because this tech infrastructure is something we need. We're going to step in. We're going to force through an agreement. It makes it that much easier to do it. And that's a precedent you don't want. Democrats are all on board now because it saves their guy, it saves their president, saves their administration. Mm -hmm. What, like I said on my show yesterday, what happens when it's a Republican administration and Republican held Congress and they decide, well, you know, we have our friends in the big companies. We want to save on this. And then the Democrats start screeching about that overreach. The precedent's already there. The door's already been open. Yeah. Well, and like, oh, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, let's look at Mark first. And we'll uh, get you I, 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 I even forgot my my little uh, interjected uh, thought uh, for a minute ago. But here's something that comes to mind. Think about this, folks. The scary thing is we've got transportation We've got the federal government who is trying to shove, absolutely, you hear me, shove yes. this pie-in-the-sky nonsense dealing with transportation down our throats. It really, really, really worries me. And, you know, we're going to pay the cut. Jake brought up truckers. Yes, true. When it, It's predicted that we're going to have this diesel shortage. And so guess who pays for all of these these things with the, uh, with the Biden administration and trying to fundamentally change our energy and our transportation across the board. You and I, the consumer folks, we're going to be the ones that pay when there's that diesel shortage. And then the prices skyrocket because uh, they can't get diesel and prices have to increase there. So when are they going to force something on the on the rail system? I don't know. It's very scary. I think it, it's a rare planetary alignment. Uh, Joe and, and Mark and I are in alignment because... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's exemplary of government going and getting involved with good. In I mean, I think all these people that we're talking about that we're worried about have good intentions, but they're getting involved in an industry that they maybe don't understand. And they have certain things that they want to see for the optics, mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily good for the long term health of the business. And, and with this, especially like perhaps they need, you know, one or two percent buffer in in uh, employment uh, yeah. or, or there could be any number of things that could solve that's, it. But that's, that's one, one of the, the issues that's is labor about shortage, yeah. labor shortage yeah. for rail. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah and that but, make, it makes it so much harder because you can't find the workers. Sure. And then, and then especially if it's something where you're trying to like, you know, yes, yeah. staff for a year and people oh. want off and, you know, it's probably like, you know, I want seven days off. I already have to, two of them are going to be travel anyway, and I'm going to have to go yeah. back anyway. So yeah, interesting topic. And I think it's, uh, uh, it's great to at least uh, discuss, you know, shipping, which is just so important for all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the the big deal right now is that, like you said, the, the politicians, I think, are coming from the right place. This agreement is going to go through. Mm -hmm. There's a meeting between congressional leaders and the president at the White House. Kevin McCarthy came out and said, yeah, I think we got the votes. Mitch McConnell was at that meeting. I think you're going to see this go through. And it's the politicians taking care of the economic side of it for Americans. But you've got a segment of You've got um, you've got this segment of blue collar workers who are very upset 
that this is being pushed through Congress rather than the mediations continuing and trying to come to a new agreement. The Biden administration has stepped in and said, we're going to do this, take it or leave it, and they're leaving it, and now they're going to force it down. I think politically that's going to be a, a pretty big misstep by the Biden administration from a group that went with Trump in 2016, left Trump in 2020, and they see this, and they could very well ease back the other way in 2024 the political ramifications, aside from the economic ones, I think are also something that have to be measured. Well, and even if you put your finger on the scale to do a good deed, you're still affecting that exchange in a way that is, you know, it could hurt both parties in the future. All right, we'll go ahead and take this break. Uh, I've got a brief look at news coming up, and then we will get into local. We will discuss and ask the question, <clears throat> where should Lafayette's new Hyman Center be located? Uh, we've got our next council meeting and, uh, the issue of the Hyman center will be taken up. So we'll get into that right after this. Want to hear Christmas music on your schedule? Check out the KPL news app and click on the Christmas music icon brought to you by Christmas at Bridgepoint farms, 115 enterprise Boulevard, just off of Johnston street. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. For KPEL News, I'm Brandon Como. Some questions are being raised about Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory's need for a personal security detail. Some council members want to know if Guillory is within his rights to have that. The mayor president says the officers have access to his calendar and they assess the potential security threat and proceed accordingly. Northside High School was put on lockdown for a brief time yesterday following a social media threat of violence against the school administrator. That incident is under investigation. Meanwhile, a juvenile student at Paul Bro Middle School was arrested on Monday after police connected them to a threat made against that school in October. Flu and flu-like illnesses are on the rise across South Louisiana. The CDC is reporting that at least 33 states are reporting high levels of flu activity. According to the Walgreens Flu Index, Monroe is number three in the country for flu activity, while the Lafayette area is ranked sixth for flu activity. The threat of a railroad strike has many businesses in Louisiana on edge. Experts suggest a rail strike would be a detriment to Louisiana agriculture, water systems, the chemical industry, and the state's economy as a whole. State leaders are encouraging members of Congress to intervene and avoid a work stoppage on the railroads. There are three constitutional amendments on the December 10th ballot across Louisiana. One of those concerns voting. The others have to do with gubernatorial appointments to the State Civil Service Commission and State Police Commission. The reason the three weren't on the ballot earlier this month with the other eight we already voted for is because the Secretary of State's office felt that the three amendments made the ballot too long. Early voting for that election is now underway. And a survey of Louisiana Republicans suggests that they prefer former President Donald Trump to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to be the party's nomination for president in 2024. Of the 470 Republicans surveyed, 56% favored Trump, while 36% said they preferred DeSantis. 8% of those surveyed were undecided. You're up to date. I'm Brandon Como. Sunshine returning today, but temperatures will be tumbling. We'll start in the 60s, then fall back into the 50s this afternoon. Those winds will be gusting out of the north over 20 miles per hour. Tonight, clear and chilly as lows will dip back into the upper 30s. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high temperature near 61. 
Thursday night, we're looking at fair skies, lows dropping back into the upper 40s, and into Friday, partly to mostly sunny skies and a high temperature near 78. Over the weekend, we'll catch some more cloud cover out there, perhaps an isolated shower coming up on Saturday. Temperatures over the weekend will hover in the upper 70s to near 80 degrees. Looks like we'll start next week fairly mild, but another cool down late next week, especially into Wednesday and Thursday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. The Still Holiday Gift Guide has outdoor power tools and more for everybody on your list. Visit your local steel dealer and go online to stihlusa.com slash gift guide. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening on the roadways. School zones are in effect right now. Uh, also, uh, we do have some crashes. Uh, Kali Saloon at Hugh Wallace, Moss Street at Deva Drive. Uh, those are your main crashes. Uh, Moss Street at Judge Street. There's a crash there with injuries as well. So please be careful. KPL News Time 741. Going to the app chat. Uh wanna welcome in uh, our listeners that have been uh checking in there. Um let's see, Turner from Youngsville says railroad union members have amazing retirement benefits. Days off tomorrow, not today. They understand benefits and terms at sign-on. Uh also Derek says coffee shop is jet coffee, get the black velvet, which is a raspberry mocha. Um, Scott from Plaisance, uh, always good to hear from Scott checking in. Uh, he says, uh, in Opelousas, the Bruin Scoop on Cresswell, it's a great local, local coffee shop. Um, and Derek also checking in from Lafayette, New Orleans coffee, chocolate beignet. That sounds pretty good. That, I, I like that idea. Yeah. I like, the, so, I like the sound of that. So that going back to a couple of conversations we had, uh, in the six o'clock hour and early on the seven o'clock hour with, uh, coffee and the railroad industry, two separate topics there. All right, now let's jump into something brand new here. Where should Lafayette's new Hyman Center be located? So members of Lafayette City Council, as well as leaders in Lafayette's arts and creative community, well, they're making a push for expert input into choosing where Lafayette's new Hyman Performing Arts Center should be located. So in a press release from the Acadiana Center for the Arts, uh, they were expressing those desires, and... Uh, also, as to why the process of choosing the location um, needs outside input from experts in the field. So the Hyman Center, it has uh, been here in Lafayette since 1957. And it really is a great place uh, to have events. But some are saying that uh, we need to have a new location. And, you know, some are saying that maybe the old one should be renovated. But Lafayette City Council Chairwoman Nanette Cook is authorizing a resolution for the December 6th meeting of the Lafayette Council that will ask that body to participate in funding a public process to study the relative impacts of various potential sites for the new Hyman Center. So the two most talked about locations for the venue are in downtown Lafayette and another site across from the Cajun Dome on Congress Street. But there could be other sites and locations that could be discussed as well. So panelists. Uh, let's jump into this. Jacob, let's go ahead and bring you in first on this. Um, as someone who is uh, a lover of the music and the arts and all that good stuff, 
Um, what are your thoughts about this? They especially love it when I keep quiet. I, <clears throat> I think that uh, we got to plan for more than a performing arts center, but a complex that's you know for th- th- that will work for our future. Uh-huh. And by by that I mean that if we chose, for instance, the place across from the Cajun Dome, that I would just want it to be more than a place to show up, but maybe a place that is framed differently than we're used to in Lafayette and in a lot of the, I just was driving into Houston and we go into Dallas some, and it was just all these, all these roads and right off the roads are all this stuff. And it's a lot of driving to get to a parking lot to walk anyway. And so what I would really love to see is a place where, you know, you kind of drive into a, a, a whole, you know, like a downtown experience sort of a thing. You know, where you're not just pulling into a parking lot, but where maybe it is a complex where you could spend the evening, you know, where you could easily get from there to go eat, to go do something else after a show. I don't know. Those are my thoughts, at least. But I'm curious to hear what others think. All right. Let's go now to uh, Mark. What are your thoughts, man? Well, it, first thing that comes to mind is the Hyman, Hyman, Hyman Family Performing Arts Center. I think that land where the current Hyman Performing Arts Center is donated or is located mm-hmm. was donated by the Hyman family. There is a Hyman Park right near where Gerard Park Drive intersects with South College. It's just a little sitting park, nothing fancy, very nice, mm-hmm. some very nice oaks. And so why do I bring this up? Oh, and by the way, a little interesting tidbit that not a lot of people know or have forgotten is that our University of Louisiana at Lafayette is located in Lafayette because of the Girard family, i.e. Girard Park. They donated the land wow. to locate the original buildings for Southwestern Louisiana Institute. And for initially, it was Southwestern Louisiana Industrial Institute. So I'm kind of building a story here that what do we do? We have the Hyman Performing Arts Center. I think the capacity is about 2,500. And so performing arts, I guess that means opera, ballet, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Really, ballet and opera, it, it doesn't fit the Cajun Dome. You're not, so the big artist, the pop artist, are going to, they're going to go to the Cajun Dome. Right. So performing arts is for the more, I don't know, intimate uh, situation. I think we could benefit from another one. We have to look at a whole lot of things like where is the money going to come from? How much is it going to cost us? Uh, you know, that type of thing. Where to locate it? There is a there is a huge scream by the downtown community that they want it there. It's almost like, wait, wait, they're, they're crying foul. We've not been given a fair shake. And then, but our Lafayette mayor president in setting up a commission says, wait a minute. We had John Q. Citizen, and we had numerous people on on a board discussing. There have been multiple public meetings, and the Lafayette Economic Development Authority did some work. Now, we had Jackie Lyle in here last week, and she said, no, the, the that study by Lita was not at all detailed. Here is a quote from Stephen Hebert, former head of one Acadian or, or chairman of that of the particular board, not executive director. Here is his quote. The work to date, including an impressively detailed study commissioned by Lita. So what is it? Is it not in-depth at all, as one person told us in the arts community? Or, as Stephen Hebert told us, chairman of uh, of Lita and CEO of BO Companies, a uh, construction company, is it impressively detailed study? And why are we paying probably 
tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to, quote, a specialist to come in and tell us what we need to do when we've already had a detailed study by LIDA. That is part of what LIDA does. Why do we have LIDA? To do these type of things, these types of economic development studies. If they can't do this and we got to go out and pay hundreds of thousands to hire somebody, let's eliminate LIDA. Well, and I think it's good to get an outside pair of eyes. I mean, the question is, did they come to some concrete conclusions? Or it does kind of sound like two people interpreted their findings differently or... These were just two different folks' takes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's good to get those eyes, but at the end of the day, I, I would rather that the decision does fall somehow to the community rather than just to experts. Uh, and, and, I mean, I'm sure downtown would love it, but it does seem that we have a lot of a lot of fun stuff located downtown without a whole ton of parking capacity. Mm. I guess that new parking garage is fixing to... <laughs> I'm yeah. uh, safe to drive up it again, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think we, we're going to have to wait and see, like you said with the last topic, Mark, and uh, just make sure that it doesn't seem like some you know, entity isn't getting too good a deal when the thing is said and done. I just want some good tickets to go see Elton John or something. Yeah. And, well. and you know, I think the bottom line is we need to cool our heels. This is not a, an urgent situation. Let's take our time, yeah. slow down. Public input is fine, but to me it should be a factor in an equation, Jake. Not let the public decide. The public are laypersons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only I to- will fully admit I am a layperson. What do I know about locating? I have some common sense, but I think there's more involved than yeah. just applying and common sense as to where to locate a new performing arts center. And I only say to get you know input from everyone, but yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, uh, you know, I think the decision is going to be left you know outside of our hands, but hopefully we'll be informed by us. But I do think that the that y- y- we have to also take into account that the the Hyman Center right now. It ain't bad. I mean, it's it's. I, we were just talking. I didn't know until it came up today that they were talking about building a new one, because uh, uh, you know I guess it is getting quite old. It's maybe sixty, seventy years old, but it's still a gorgeous place, it and it's got I great s- acoustics, and it's got a big capacity. So uh, yeah, I let's move slowly. And I still enjoy, um, you know, different performances there. Yeah, I've seen so many different kind of performances there. Mm-hmm. You Same. know, when they did, um, you know, uh, Cajun comedy. It, that Cajun comedy <laughs> is great. When they did the Acadiana Symphony Orchestra, yeah, uh, performed with um, Lauren Daigle, it was yeah. phenomenal. And they did it over a three night mm-hmm. period. Um, they've they've hosted many different kinds of uh, concerts. If yes, there, yeah. And I've always found it to to be great. Joe, what's your thoughts, man? I've I've seen several good shows there recently. Yeah. Uh, the Weird Al show that was there. Oh um, man, that's wanted to go to that. show. Weird Al. Um, <laughs> uh, they had Postmodern Jukebox come through several months ago. That was a fantastic show. Yeah. They've got Louis Big Play is coming there in January. Oh we're, Lord, I know you're going to be at that yeah, one. We're, we're going to be at that one. Uh, they they have, but they they've been doing a good job of not just having the the local stuff, the symphony orchestra, yeah. but also bringing in. These other acts. I yeah. think the, the big thing right now is the age of the building. Um, the acoustics could use some work uh, just from having seat, been seated in, in various spots uh, in the auditorium. Mm-hmm. But I the, the talk about downtown, I think, is interesting because I've got Google Maps satellite view up and I'm not seeing exactly where something like that would go because you're not only going to need the actual a new performing arts center itself. You're going to need, like Jake mentioned, parking. And I don't know if you build a second parking garage or something like that in that area. There's not a whole lot of open space just looking at the satellite view on Google Maps. So I don't know what the studies have have entailed or anything like that. 
but it seems like a very tough ask to fit something else down there. Now, the reason you talk about it downtown is the economic development. That's one of the reasons you do it. Where it's located at right now, there's not a whole lot of economic development that really comes from it other than getting people to go and park over there and maybe go into the diner around the corner. But you've got the hospital right there. There's not really much else economically yeah. that, that, that you can bring by having these big acts there. Shout out to Hub City Diner. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but if you have it you know, across from Cajun Field and you, you have a hotel right there. Yeah. So that brings people who are coming to see this show that are going to the Cajun Dome or going to the Hyman Center to watch this show. You have that benefit right there. You have, you're, you're fairly close to downtown in that area. If you build something downtown, of course, you need that space as well. To try to bring in that economic value, it's not just about the, the Performing Arts Center. It's about what you're doing for the area around it. And that's, I think, one of the big reasons they're looking at it. All right. Let's go ahead and get some listeners involved. 232-1542, we always invite you to be a part of the conversation like Travis is about to do. What's up, Travis? Hey, uh, yeah. Good morning, guys. So hey. Talking about uh, economic development where the Hyman Center is, first and foremost, rest in peace, Popeye's Buffet. You know, you uh, yeah. go down. A long time, yeah. but um, you know, in, in, in choosing a new location, you know, we're always hearing uh, 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 council members talk about, oh, you know, we need to improve the north side, we need to improve the north side. But then when it comes to this Hyman Center thing, it's like, oh, well, let's let's go across Congress Street. Oh, well, let's let's go downtown. Well, wow. What about the Northgate Mall? Oh. What about the empty lot next to the Northgate Mall? What about the old Winn-Dixie off of Moss Street? What about uh, Ponda Mouton in 49 where there's all that space right there? Yeah. Like, it seems like there's a really big opportunity that's being missed by our council members that may be getting influ influenced by outside interests. You know, um, I, yeah. I'm not in favor of spending money when we don't really have the means to right now, you know, uh, touching on this uh, outside, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, look, uh, while, you, well, while you're figuring consultant. that out, yeah, and while um, you're figuring that out, I want to say, Travis, um, I'm with you in the sense of I'm sick of seeing these um, old dilapidated buildings uh, that are in our beautiful city. You know, this is a great opportunity to do something with, you know, with something like that. Now, I know that not all of the old out-of-business places are big enough to hold the Hyman Performing Arts Center. But what you're talking about right here um, is a great opportunity to bring some revitalization to the north side and to be able to take an area that needs some beautification and, and do so, you know, where you can see those tax dollars going to work kind of at a dual purpose. Mm-hmm. Time you came into Lafayette off of I-10, no, yeah. not the Louisiana exit, not the Louisiana Avenue exit. Right. When was the last time you used the throughway exit? When was it's the last rough, time you man. used the university exit? It looks rough. It's yeah. rough, bro. Yeah. It's rough, bro. Ugh. That's our front door to our city from the outside world, and that's what we look like. Yeah. Let that sink in. Yeah. Let that sink in. All right, Travis, doing a mic drop right there, man. We appreciate that. <laughs> All right, let's get one more in here. All right, caller, who are we speaking with? Hello? Yes, ma'am, who are we speaking with? Yes, ma'am, who are we speaking with? My name's Carmen. Turn your radio down. All right, and go right on ahead, Carmen. <laughs> so I just want to make a point that look at where the River Center is in Baton Rouge. 
So it'll take you on one of these big events, it'll take you about an hour to exit the interstate and get to a parking spot up in the top of that garage. And the same for whenever you're trying to leave. Whenever you build a big parking garage, you have to consider how long it takes to enter and exit and go all the way up. It's just kind of a mess. Just something to think about. Okay. Yeah. Anybody want to comment on what uh, Carmen said? Thank you, Carmen. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, that, that's uh, that's another one of those things that it's easy to forget to think about until the last minute. It's like, wait, how are we? it's a two-hour, you know, wait when the thing is over to get out of the parking garage. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think all those things should come into play, and I think that we do have the time to really consider all of it uh, in detail. Uh, but I, I love what Travis said because... It's so true. There's so many spots where it would take money. It would take mm -hmm. investment, but talk about a great opportunity for revitalization. Well, Some of that area, it would look a lot nicer to, to do something on the front door than yeah. just clean the, clean the, you know, my room. Well, and that's true. And then, you know, on the front door, when you have people, you know, you can attract people <clears> coming in from other areas that it's easy access right off the interstate. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the thought. I don't, I don't know if there's be any traction behind it, but I love the mm -hmm. thought. So, uh, Real quick, I, you know, somebody texted the answer uh, for the downtown space. Yeah. They're looking at that big parking lot around the First Horizon Bank Tower there. Um, so Where's that, that even at? I'm uh, to think. That is just off Congress. Oh, um, yeah, you, okay. you turn off Johnson onto, and, and you go down a ways. Um, the, the big First Horizon Bank, but there's, there's a gigantic parking lot around it and turning that space. But parking becomes the point of contention. Yeah, there's not enough room there. I, yeah, I, I think that's going to be the big issue. I like the north side idea. Now, the Winn-Dixie on Moss is about to be a Planet Fitness. Oh, yeah. So that space is kind of out on that. But there well, is good. some. There is space around there to maybe make something happen. The Northgate Mall, that area. What's up with the old Holodome? Is that something again? The, 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 is that a hotel now? The I think it's still open. Yeah, It's been okay, it is. four or five years <laughs> since I've been <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. but it's, been, it's open, Jake. Speaking of hotels, you've got a lot of motels along that area, some of which just aren't in use. Uh, so... There is the yeah. possibility there, but there is so much neglect on that side of town yeah. that you have to do a lot of revitalization well, around that. Yeah, you're right, because otherwise you're, you're going to have one gem and the yes. rest will still we, you know, be looking underdeveloped. Or, Laf or Lafayette Parish, Lafayette, uh, Lafayette City Government has to do a good job of revitalizing the area before you can bring a project like that in. Uh, but that's one of those, you know, what's what comes first, the man. chicken or the egg, man. Yeah. Let's get some more thoughts on this from the uh, KPL News app. Uh, Debster from Youngsville says, Acadiana Mall, lots of parking and exposure, and they could probably get it cheap. <laughs> um, we also have a couple people checking in, Randall from Broussard and Dewey, um, basically with a similar sentiment saying that Let's well, see, Randall, I'm going to quote Randall first. He says, there's been talk about moving the Hyman Center for a few years. Lafayette General needs the space to expand. They are the ones pushing the move. And then Dewey says, LGMC wants the Hyman to expand. Um, so there you go. Mm -hmm. You know, look, I remember I One talked minute. about, uh, we, we have the Hyman. That's all great. It's for a more intimate situation. Think of the Sanger Theater. Anybody in this oh, room been oh, there yes. in New Orleans? I it's very yeah. intimate. It's downtown New Orleans. Yeah. They have multiple venues. This is just going to become a factor in the equation. Let's cool our heels, take our time, do it right, okay? Which government is not always known to do every time. All right. We're going to leave it there, guys. Great discussion for today. Weaving the national and the local in together. Mark Pope, Jacob White, thank you all for popping in the studio this morning. And thank Joe you, Cunningham will stick with me for the 8 o'clock hour. And, of course, you can hear him later on from 3 to 4 today as well. 
All right, that is going to do it for the 7 o'clock hour here on Acadiana's Morning News. We've got some great, more great discussion coming up next hour as well. You're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPL. Have a great December. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It wasn't just stormy weather. It was deadly. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's in Huntsville, Alabama, one of many areas hit by a massive system that did damage in several southern states, spawning at least 25 tornadoes, two bodies found in Alabama. We are not far from the Alabama state border where we know those two people were killed in Montgomery County. Fox Weathers, Nicole Valdez in Caledonia, Mississippi, in the yard of a home twisted apart. And the debris from both inside and what was likely a shed all scattered around their yard. This massive tree uprooted by how strong those winds were now lying across the boat in the yard. Just an example of just how strong these winds were, how intense these tornadoes were. One of the cities in China where there have been strict COVID lockdowns, Chongqing, is relaxing some of those rules after widespread protests nationwide, prompting China to warn of more crackdowns. Without specifically talking about the protests, the statement promises to resolutely crack down on infiltration and sabotage by hostile forces. And the government appears to be as good as its word. Since the weekend, hundreds of security service armoured vehicles and SUVs have lined the streets of major cities. Paramilitaries are checking phones for banned apps and images of the demonstrations. Fox's Jonathan Savage. The economy was a bit stronger than first thought last quarter. The government's revised GDP growth from 2.6% to 2.9% despite high inflation and rising interest rates. Now there's concern a looming railroad worker strike next week could do a lot of damage to the economy. So the House plans to vote today on a bill to force unions that rejected a tentative agreement to accept it. Speaker Nancy Pelosi says... I don't like going against the ability of... of a unions to strike but weighing the equities we must avoid a strike the house could also pass the bill the senate approved with some republicans support to preserve the right to same-sex marriage america's listening to fox news I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's creoninfo.com. He used a gun to kill a cop. Missouri used a needle to kill him. Kevin Johnson got a lethal injection for murdering a St. Louis area officer in 2005 and said nothing before the execution. 
The spiritual advisor by his side praying said the condemned killer apologized to his family and to Officer Bill McEntee's family as well in Alabama. Alan Miller's execution was stopped earlier this year after there were problems getting an IV into his arm to carry out a lethal injection. His attorneys argued he was tortured and hung upside down during the attempt. But Miller had said his preferred method of execution was nitrogen hypoxia, breathing in nitrogen to replace oxygen. Now the state says it won't attempt lethal injection again, and there is no nitrogen hypoxia method at this point. So that likely means Miller won't be executed, at least not in the near future. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. Four teenagers face murder charges in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Two of them related to the victim, Larry Ingram Jr. Lee say Ingram took a computer away from the youngsters because he didn't like the way they were using Instagram. Three of the teens are 14, the other is 15. Police say they threw things at and kicked his apartment door to lure him into the hallway and then shot him in the back. And then a second time when he fell to the floor. Fox's Gary Baumgarten. There's news on a new drug to treat Alzheimer's disease. Researchers say clinical trials show the drug lecanemab modestly slowed the progression of Alzheimer's disease. Over the course of the 18-month study, it delayed worsening of the disease by about five months in patients who received it. 31% of the recipients were less likely to advance to the next stage of the disease during the study. One of the researchers saying that translates to more time during the early stages of Alzheimer's when patients function better. The FDA could consider approving the drug under its fast-track program as early as January. Jack Callahan. Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures aren't moving much mixed ahead of the opening bell later this hour. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Football is here, and we've teamed up with Restoration One for something that will make any fan yell, who dat? We want to send you and a guest to NOLA for an NFL experience that you'll never forget. It's the ultimate who dat experience, and we're giving you the chance to see New Orleans play up close and personal, live from the plaza level of the Caesars Superdome. Score a pair of tickets to Dome Home Games, as well as a pair of passes to hang out with DJ Digital at the official VIP tailgate, a fully catered pregame party put on by Bullseye Event Group, with free food and an open bar on the rooftop patio of Benson Tower overlooking Champion Square. And thanks to our friends at Legends Bar and Grill, even when the black and gold are playing on the road, you can still celebrate black and gold style at home with a Legends Tailgate prize pack. Beat the squad with 10 burgers, 10 wraps, and 20 bags of chips. You can enjoy at a Legends location or on the big screen at the house. The weekly deadline to enter will be Thursday at midnight. You only need to enter once per game, but every week will be a new opportunity for you to win. All you need to play is the KPL News app. So download it now and enter to win today. Restoration One is your local business to help with any water, fire, and mold damage. Call 337-RESTORE. That's 337-RESTORE to get your property back to its full glory. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. I'm Brandon Como, taking a look at some of our top stories today. Of course, you've been hearing about the threat of a railroad strike, and it has many businesses in Louisiana on edge, as experts suggest a rail strike would be a detriment to Louisiana agriculture, water systems, the chemical industry, and the state's economy as a whole. State leaders are encouraging members of Congress to intervene and avoid a work stoppage on the railroads. Now, the potential rail strike next month could also severely impact the state's chemical industry. Greg Bowser, president of the Louisiana Chemical Association, says if trains aren't transporting chemicals like chlorine, it could have serious repercussions. 
that impact water treatment facilities because a number of our companies make chlorine that you use to purify water, and those shipments will be a standstill. And it's not just water systems. Bowser says the state's agriculture industry could be affected by a rail strike because if they aren't able to receive fertilizer, in turn, that in turn will impact the nation's food supply. When you start talking about crop protection and fertilizers and things that you need to, to do that uh, to grow crops, you can have a, an issue on your food supply as well. And because Louisiana is one of the country's largest chemical producers, Bowser says a rail strike could hurt the state's economy. He says the chemical industry produces $52 billion in revenue each year. Not only you can't get the uh, chlorine you need to clean your drinking water, you can't get the stuff you need to take care of the crops to provide the food. And now you start talking about people losing jobs. Moving on to more local news. Some questions are being raised about Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory's need for a personal security detail. Some council members want to know if Guillory is within his rights to have that. The mayor president says the officers have access to his calendar and they assess the potential security threats and proceed accordingly. Northside High School was put on lockdown for a brief time yesterday following a social media threat of violence against a school administrator. That incident is under investigation. Meanwhile, a juvenile student at Paulboro Middle School was arrested on Monday after police connected them to a threat made against that school in October. Well, there are three amendments on the December 10th ballot. Brooke Thorrington has the breakdown from the Public Affairs Research Council. Par President Stephen Procopio says Amendment 1 prohibits non-U.S. citizens from voting in municipal elections in Louisiana. So this amendment would essentially prohibit that in the future because it's not legal now, even without this amendment. The other two amendments provide another check and balance for the governor's appointments to both the state civil service and police commissions. Procopio says currently six universities nominate individuals and the governor makes his choice from those nominations. So this would require the governor's pick to undergo Senate confirmation. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, let's head north to Shreveport as endorsements are made in the December 10th Shreveport mayoral runoff election, and some come as a bit of a surprise. Governor John Bell Edwards Tuesday announced he supports Democrat Greg Tarver to be Shreveport's next mayor. Political analyst Roy Fletcher says that's good for Tarver, but not a surprise. Because the Tarver base is the John Bell Edwards base. However, three well-known Shreveport Democrats, Cedric Glover, Ali Tyler, and Adrian Perkins, are endorsing Republican Tom Arsenault. LSU Shreveport political science professor Jeff Sadow says habitual voters are unlikely to be moved by endorsements at all. To them, an endorsement isn't such a big deal. They've already formed opinions about the issues and the candidates. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Flu and flu-like illnesses are on the rise across South Louisiana. The CDC is reporting that at least 33 states are reporting high levels of flu activity. According to the Walgreens Flu Index, Monroe is number three in the country for flu activity, while the Lafayette area is ranked sixth. A bunky mother says she went to check on her seven-year-old daughter in her bedroom early Tuesday only to find an unknown male in bail in bed with the child. A Vols Parish deputy say Jeffrey Brant of Ville Platte appeared to be under the influence of controlled dangerous substances and entered the home through an unlocked door. The child, fortunately, was not harmed. After a night of severe storms and tornado watches, South Louisiana will experience a much quieter day today. There were several reports of tornadoes across the state, including an unconfirmed touchdown near Mamou. The storms will be moving away from the area today, and you can expect much cooler temperatures. Well, the 2022 hurricane season ends today with seven fewer storms than predicted. Whitney Thomas has more. 
The 2022 hurricane season ends today with a total of 14 named storms, eight of those being hurricanes. Louisiana caught a break this year. State climatologist Barry Kimes says dust blowing off the Saharan Desert helped keep major storms from brewing. This dust stabilizes the atmosphere over the, the tropical breeding grounds of the Atlantic, and that just preempts the, the instability needed to produce these kinds of storms. Hurricane Ian and Nicole left the two biggest impacts, making landfall in Florida, claiming 100 lives with extensive damage. Ian has affected off peninsula. And then Cole come in just adding insult to injury. I'm Whitney Thomas. Officials in St. Tammany Parish are offering praise to a golden retriever named Artemis this morning. Authorities say Artemis protected the young girls after they became lost in the woods Monday near their home. His barking also led searchers to the girls' location. Artemis and the girls are now back home safely. In sports, the United States men's soccer team made it to the knockout round of 16 in the World Cup. The U.S. defeating Iran one to nothing yesterday to earn the right to face the Netherlands in a win-or-go-home game scheduled for Saturday at 9 a.m. Former NFL quarterback Trent Dilfer is reported to be named as the next head football coach for the, for the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Dilfer led the Ravens to a Super Bowl win back in 2000. He's currently the head football coach at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville. Sunshine returning today, but temperatures will be tumbling. We'll start in the 60s, then fall back into the 50s this afternoon. Those winds will be gusting out of the north over 20 miles per hour. Tonight, clear and chilly as lows will dip back into the upper 30s. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high temperature near 61. Thursday night, we're looking at fair skies, lows dropping back into the upper 40s, and into Friday, partly to mostly sunny skies and a high temperature near 78. Over the weekend, we'll catch some more cloud cover out there perhaps an isolated shower coming up on saturday temperatures over the weekend will hover in the upper 70s to near 80 degrees looks like we'll start next week fairly mild but another cool down late next week especially into wednesday and thursday from the storm team three weather lab i'm meteorologist dave baker on news talk 96.5 kpel questions about youth or high school sports positive coaching alliance can help PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening on the roadways right now. We do have a crash, Pinhook Road. Uh, this is right near Oxner, Lafayette General. Um, also, let's see here. We have another crash popping up. Uh, this one is... Let's see here. It's saying the Evangeline Thruway, but uh, yes. The Evangeline Thruway near where it meets with uh, I-10, near the area we were talking about earlier by the uh, hotels. Okay, dads, it's time to do the Cabbage Patch, the Running Man, or something more contemporary, the Floss. That's right. Dance like a dad with your kids. Learn more at fatherhood.gov. Sponsored by Ad Council. Kelly Morvant Photography. Headshots, commercial, portrait, drone, and pictures. Call 337-962-5432 or online at kellysheadshots.com. Kelly Morvant Photography. Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into our number three of this Wednesday edition of the show. Brandon Como, Joe Cunningham here with you. We've been having a good time covering a wide range of topics this morning. We've gone from the potential rail strike to where should the next Hyman Center be located. 
to where you can get a good cup of coffee. And we've also delved into the world of sports. And you know, right now, the world of sports on the national scale is very much about the USA soccer team. But here locally, uh, the talk happening on a game that you can hear right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL on Friday night, LCA and Turlings, the rematch from Week 7, a game that ended with Turling scoring in the last 30, uh, the go-ahead touchdown on a 4th and 9 with uh, 34 seconds left in that ball game. Now the two teams will rematch in the Division 2 select semifinals of the playoffs. And this is a game that I can kind of feel it's starting to build a little bit. And we're, yeah. we're at Wednesday. When we get to tomorrow, but we especially get to Friday, the excitement's really going to have built for this 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 game. And, you know, really, um, to have two teams matched up from the Lafayette area in the semifinals, it reminds me of the time where St. Thomas More hosted Northside in 2004 in what we're, we were dubbing as the game of the century. Um Northside ended up winning in like overtime or double overtime to go to the Dome for the first time. Um, This game, very similar to that. It's a rematch as well. Like that game was a rematch. In that game, STM beat Northside earlier in the season. Northside won in the playoffs. I wonder if we're going to get a repeat here with LCA trying to get revenge against Hurlings. You know, the the hardest thing for any team to do is to beat uh, the same team twice in football. It's just – it's – it's a very Herculean task, and you get the sense that LCA really, really wants this one after the way it happened. It went down last time. The other thing here is that, for all intents and purposes, this is a state championship level game between these two teams. I mean, sure, you've got uh, you've what what's uh, what's the other uh, other semifinal game? Oh, the other one is STM and Ed White. Okay, see that's that's another state championship qual- uh, caliber game as well because yeah. Ed White is going to bring a very tough fight to STM. Yeah, they're twelve and one on the season, so um, you know STM is going to have to pull out all the stops on that one. So mm-hmm. you have three local schools with the potential for a Lafayette school Lafayette school state championship game, yeah. stellar in its own right. But you have three highly competitive teams from this area. You've got Ed White from Thibodeau, which is going to to put up a good fight. That's right, Thibodeau. I, I would say, uh, you know, maybe things favor. Before jumping into the newscast, I want to tell you about something that's happening today um, until 6 p.m. tonight. St. Edmund Catholic Church holding a one-day drive to collect men's clothing and also personal hygiene items for men and women to be delivered to Dulac. So this area is still recovering from Hurricane Ida. Uh, they will accept used, clean clothing as well as cash or checks made out to St. Edmund Catholic Church. Drop-off is at St. Edmund Catholic Church on 4131 West Congress Street in Lafayette at the Family Center. Again, St. Edmund Catholic Church, one-day drive today until 6 p.m. tonight. They're going to collect men's clothing, personal hygiene items for men and women, and they'll also accept used, clean clothing as well as cash or checks made out to St. Edmund Catholic Church on West Congress Street here in Lafayette. If you can, please donate. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. For KPEL News, I'm Brandon Como. Some questions are being raised about Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory's need for a personal security detail. 
Some council members want to know if Guillory is within his rights to have that. The mayor president says the officers have access to his calendar and they assess the potential security threat and proceed accordingly. Northside High School was put on lockdown for a brief time yesterday following a social media threat of violence against the school administrator. That incident is under investigation. Meanwhile, a juvenile student at Paul Bro Middle School was arrested on Monday after police connected them to a threat made against that school in October. Flu and flu-like illnesses are on the rise across South Louisiana. The CDC is reporting that at least 33 states are reporting high levels of flu activity. According to the Walgreens Flu Index, Monroe is number three in the country for flu activity, while the Lafayette area is ranked sixth for flu activity. The threat of a railroad strike has many businesses in Louisiana on edge. Experts suggest a rail strike would be a detriment to Louisiana agriculture, water systems, the chemical industry, and the state's economy as a whole. State leaders are encouraging members of Congress to intervene and avoid a work stoppage on the railroads. There are three constitutional amendments on the December 10th ballot across Louisiana. One of those concerns voting. The others have to do with gubernatorial appointments to the State Civil Service Commission and State Police Commission. The reason the three weren't on the ballot earlier this month with the other eight we already voted for is because the Secretary of State's office felt that the three amendments made the ballot too long. Early voting for that election is now underway. And a survey of Louisiana Republicans suggests that they prefer former President Donald Trump to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to be the party's nomination for president in 2024. Of the 470 Republicans surveyed, 56% favored Trump, while 36% said they preferred DeSantis. 8% of those surveyed were undecided. You're up to date. I'm Brandon Como. Sunshine returning today, but temperatures will be tumbling. We'll start in the 60s, then fall back into the 50s this afternoon. Those winds will be gusting out of the north over 20 miles per hour. Tonight, clear and chilly as lows will dip back into the upper 30s. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high temperature near 61. Thursday night, we're looking at fair skies, lows dropping back into the upper 40s. And into Friday, partly to mostly sunny skies and a high temperature near 78. Over the week, Weekend, we'll catch some more cloud cover out there, perhaps an isolated shower coming up on Saturday. Temperatures over the weekend will hover in the upper 70s to near 80 degrees. Looks like we'll start next week fairly mild, but another cool down late next week, especially into Wednesday and Thursday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening on the roadways right now, we have a crash with injuries, Golden Grain at Riceland Road. That's Golden Grain at Riceland Road. We also have that crash on the Evangeline Thruway near its interchange with I-10. Want to hear Christmas music on your schedule? Check out the KPL News app and click on the Christmas music icon. Brought to you by Christmas at Bridgepoint Farms, 115 Enterprise Boulevard, just off of Johnston Street. All right, welcome back into Acadiana's Morning News. All right, so it's time to play some Cartridge World trivia. And, you know, our friends over at Cartridge World, they want to save you money on your printing needs. Call them today at 337-984-9000. Or you can check them out online, cartridgeworldusa.com, and ask them about their no-cost printer program as well. So, all right, Joe, so, you know, off the air, we were talking some Louisiana politics with Moon, so... 
thought I'd ask you some Louisiana history political trivia questions here. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> you ready? Go. All right. Um, which Louisiana parish is named for an assassinated U.S. president? An assassinated U.S. president? Mm-hmm. Huh. I remember my assassinated presidents. Don't overthink this one. Lincoln. There you go. You got it. It's Lincoln. So of the four choices, Lincoln is the only president who was assassinated. The parish um, was uh, actually, well, the options were that I could have given you were Harrison, Taylor, Lincoln, and Harding. But the parish was actually named for President Lincoln. It was established as a parish during Reconstruction. Interestingly, Zachary Taylor is the only U.S. president who actually resided in Louisiana during his lifetime, but no parish is named for him. He wasn't assassinated either. He died from eating too many cherries on a hot summer day. Really? Yeah, his, his, like, weird. Like, he ate a he, cherries or strawberries or something like that, and he, like, ate a whole bowl full of them, and he died of some mysterious stomach illness. Huh. Okay. It's very weird. That's a weird story. They, they try to figure out if he was poisoned or what. They could never figure it out. Well, that's interesting. Um. Okay. Uh, did not know that. All right, so... Uh, what number uh, did uh, Louisiana come in to the Union? Like, what states? What number states? Oh, let's see. That's a really tough one. I'm not. What I have choices. So they became a member of the U.S. on April 30th, 1812. Uh, they were either the 15th state, the 20th state, or the 18th state. What are my options again? <laughs> 15, 20, or 18. 15, 20, or 18. It can't, it's not 15. No. No, that's too early. Uh -huh. um, but we got Louisiana Territory under Jefferson. Yes. I'm going to say 18. You got it. There you go. Good. There you go. Uh, uh, whittled the answers down. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, what year did the Louisiana Purchase take place? Oh, God. Uh if they were a state in 1812. <laughs> if they were, became a state in 1812... Um, they were purchased before. Let's see. It's gonna. I'm gonna give you some options. Uh, is it gonna be 1803, uh, 1800, or 1796? Um. No. Let's, no. 1800 was. It, it, it after 1800. 1803. There you go. You got it. 1803. All right. Let's uh, get off Louisiana Purchase and, and statehood and all. Joan of Arc oh, wow. is sometimes called the Maid of Blank. It's a Louisiana parish name, and it's what she was uh, famously called. Now, um, yes, so there you go. Uh, that's that's what that's that's what I'm going to go ahead and give you. Do you see made the of made Orleans. of? You got it. So I think you knew it. You were just waiting for me to finish. Yeah. To stop talking. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see here. What do we have next? Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to get a good one for you to finish this one off. Um, some of these are very easy. Uh, oh, how many state songs does Louisiana have? Oh, dear. I can only think of the one. Yeah. Um, you Are My Sunshine is probably what you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah. But there are actually more than one. Um, how many more? I'll give you some options. Three, uh, five, or four? I'll go with four. You got it. All right, so the state songs are 
You Are My Sunshine, which we all learned about in school. Yeah. Um, uh, also, Give Me Louisiana, The State March Song, and Gifts of the Earth. Huh. Gifts of the Earth is the official state environmental song. Gotcha. Okay, and I'm going to do one more for you. What is the state bird? Oh, it's the pelican. The brown pelican. All right. So there we go. So all right. Well, so we're going to leave it there. When we come back, we are going to jump into the topic train as we got some interesting stories to discuss. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. A woman is suing crap because she claims it takes longer than three and a half minutes to make their world-famous macaroni and cheese. So she is claiming that three and a half minutes isn't enough time. She's suing for $3.5 million. Now, to be fair, the advertisement didn't say it was guaranteed or that it was scientifically proven to be ready in three and a half minutes, but her lawyer said she would not have purchased the product had she known the truth. Of course, I guess she's never been in a long drive through line at a restaurant restaurant advertised as fast food. I mean, look at the energy drink Red Bull. It says it gives you wings. Does any sane individual believe that wings will appear from your back like an angel of God? Of course not. I guess this is why they say common sense isn't so common. Three and a half million dollars for three and a half minutes. How valuable is this woman's time? Return each weeknight with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Parr. From 9 to 10 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Kelly Morvan Photography, headshots, commercial, portrait, drone, and pictures. Call 337-962-5432 or online at kellysheadshots.com. Kelly Morvant Photography. The KPL Topic Train is running right on time, speeding through the headlines to start your day. Brought to you by Broussard Poche LLP, certified public accountants. All right, it's that time once again as we give you some of the, uh, I don't want to call them the top stories, but stories that have caught uh, our attention here. So one story that very much fits that bill, a survey of Louisiana Republicans suggests that they prefer Former President Donald Trump to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to be the party's nomination for president in 2024. Of the 474 Republicans surveyed, 56% favored Trump, while 36% said they preferred DeSantis. 8% of those surveyed were undecided. All right, Joe, I want to bring you in for this one early on. What are your thoughts on those poll results? Okay, so I, I it's good news for DeSantis, actually. Okay. Uh, you know... Right now, uh, Trump is still, I mean, he's the only declared candidate. He's still largely seen as the figurehead of the party. Uh, Scott McKay had a breakdown of this uh, on the Hayride, and I think it's worth noting kind of some of the stuff that he's talked about in it. And there, if you look into the data and the stats there, it looks like what you're seeing is people who are more familiar with Trump than DeSantis. Now, that's not to say that, you know, Trump's on his way out or anything like that. It's still a wide open field as far as 2020 goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being 20 points up for Trump in Louisiana is a good thing for Trump, obviously. But if DeSantis is at 36% right now, that's a pretty healthy start. 
compared to, I mean, when you consider his national profile and how it's on the rise. I'm, uh, what's interesting here is that Trump has a 69 to 29 advantage among Louisiana Republicans, 18 to 49, and he's only ahead 50 to 42 with those 50 and older, meaning the older set is looking for maybe an alternative while the younger set is still more stuck on Trump, maybe don't know DeSantis, anything like that. Hmm. It'll be very interesting to see going forward. DeSantis is very much out there raising his profile right now, but he's doing so without talking about Trump or the past presidency or anything like that. He's focused on the issues of the moment, the issues that Republican voters and the people of his state really care about. DeSantis also knows that if you say something ill of Trump to that, you know, voter base. Yes. That's going to get him in massive trouble. He's, yeah. he's smart to, to, to stay you, quiet. You, if you if you get into a mudslinging contest with Trump, everybody ends up muddy. That's how <laughs> yes. I mean, Trump won the primary with only around 35 percent of the Republican vote mm. in 2016. It's going to be an ugly and bitter one if they get into the mud with him. There you go. All right. So on this day in history, um, sad story here. Paul Walker, star of the Fast and Furious movie series, died with his friend, Roger Rodas, who was at the wheel of a Porsche sports vehicle that crashed and burned north of Los Angeles, mm -hmm. happened on November 30th of 2013. Um, what national day is today? Today is National Computer Security Day. Uh, well, you can go and celebrate by changing your passwords. Um, but there's also, today is quite a bit of, 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 um, of what day is it. Uh, today is... And I'm not going to name all of them. Today is National Personal Space Day. Today is uh, National Mississippi Day. Today hmm. is National Mason Jar Day. Hmm. Today is National Package Protection Day. That's, now, that's, a, that's an important one. <laughs> Very much so. Um, and last but not least... Uh, that I'm mentioning. It's also National Meth Awareness Day. Okay. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Meth Awareness Day. There you go. Thank National, you. Speaking of Florida. Yes. National Meth <laughs> Awareness Day. Actually, you know what? No, North Louisiana is also bad about the meth issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really, well, I mean, there's not a whole lot to do up there. It is a lot of that rural space, that's, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, down here, it's more the the kind of traditional stuff and fentanyl, but up north in North Louisiana, it is, there's a serious meth problem. Absolutely. Well, speaking of crime, uh, I got a couple of, um, I got a couple of, uh, interesting stories that, that it came across. All right. So Travis Howard had been out drinking Saturday near Issaquina, Florida. He was so drunk. He didn't even remember getting into his Uber and to make matters worse, Travis wasn't sure where his driver was taking him. So he pulled out his cell phone and called 911. Well, he was surprised to hear the dispatcher tell him that he wasn't in an Uber. He was in the back of a police car heading for jail. That's when Travis remembered he had been arrested earlier that night. And uh, he's been popped for DUI seven times. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a Louisiana story almost. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Peter Coleman of DeKalb, Illinois, had a complaint as an unsatisfied consumer, and he took his allegations to the police. <laughs> Wait till you hear the, the punchline. He told officers that he had sent a woman 40 bucks on PayPal and she never showed up at his place for work. What kind of work? Oh, no. Let's just say she's employed in the world's <laughs> oldest profession. Peter figured the police should know that the hookers in DeKalb, Illinois, were not providing services that had been paid for. Police notified Peter that solicitation of a prostitute is against the law, whether she shows up or not. 
and he is now facing charges. They do it. All the the best stories are when they do it to themselves. Mm-hmm. And here's another one of, of of that illustrates that as well. So, in San Antonio, a woman FaceTimed her boyfriend last Sunday and was very shocked when a female face appeared on his phone. Another woman answered her boyfriend's phone. So she did what some people do in these situations. She went directly to her boyfriend's house and set it on fire. Uh, what she didn't know is that the other woman was her boyfriend's cousin. Uh, unfortunately, the house was still set ablaze. The entire house was burned to the ground. And the woman is now facing all kinds of charges. And yes, the boyfriend thought it was best that they go ahead and break up. Good night, everybody. There you go. All right, and with that, uh, with that final story, we bid you adieu. Moon Griffon Show is up next. Of course, the Joe Cunningham Show coming up from 3 to 4 later on today. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Lafayette Mayor President Josh Gillard. we got a lot of questions for, for, for the mayor, a lot of topics to discuss. Looking forward to those. Looking forward to hearing from you what you'd like for us to ask him as well. Remember, 232-1542 or hit us up on the KPL News app. Until then, have a great one. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. The latest numbers out show sector job creation was much weaker than expected. According to the November ADP report, there were 127,000 new jobs created the 200,000 analysts were expecting. Leisure and hospitality added 224,000 losses. Uh, manufacturing, 1,000. Professional business services, financial activities, IT, uh, goods producing services, 86,000 jobs. Fox is Cheryl Cassoni. Inflation has dropped across the Eurozone for the first time in 17 months. Consumer prices rising by 10% in November versus a 10.6% jump the previous month. And Major League Baseball sells its remaining shares of a streaming service technology company back to Disney for $900 million. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. Starting to realize your small business is a little overwhelmed by the holiday rush? It's still not late to get all of your shipping under control with Stamps.com. Sign up right now, and you'll be printing your own postage in just minutes. Discounted USPS and UPS shipping rates. Go to Stamps.com, click the mic at the top of the page, and use code BUSINESS for a full trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. That's Stamps.com. Business. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Will Congress force them to keep working on the railroad? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The House plans votes today on legislation to block a strike, maybe next week, by unions that rejected a tentative contract agreement. Leaders in both parties support Congress taking action, including top House Republican Kevin McCarthy, who tells Fox. We're just weeks away from the busiest season of the entire year of Christmas. And our whole infrastructure can shut down. 
In a letter to her Democratic colleagues, Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Congress will vote on two measures to avoid a rail strike. One will adopt a labor agreement between the unions and rail companies. The other would add seven days of paid sick leave for rail workers. Talks is Ryan Schmelz. In the Senate, some Republicans and Democrats have expressed concerns with the legislation amid worry about what a strike would do to the economy. We got an update last quarter showing more GDP growth than initially estimated, revised for 2.9%, up from 2.6%. There's storm damage to clean up in the south after at least 25 tornadoes hit. Two people died in Alabama. Storms damaged homes and wrecked power lines across Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana with reports of torn roofs, crushed barns, blackouts, and downed trees throughout the towns of the Deep South. In Caledonia, Mississippi, the fire station was destroyed along with one of the town's tornado sirens. Fox's Evan Brown. China is vowing to further crack down on those widespread protests over strict COVID lockdowns, calling it sabotage by hostile forces. In the fallout of last year's Capitol riot in Washington, some Proud Boys members could be next. Their trial looms next month, facing similar charges as Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes and an associate convicted of seditious conspiracy. During trial, prosecutors highlighted text messages showing Rhodes had wanted then-President Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act, but had told members he was prepared for a civil war or rebellion in either case to stop the transfer of presidential power. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. America's listening to Fox News. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N in... Sunshine returning today, gusty northerly breezes. Temperatures will start in the 60s, but then fall back into the 50s as we head through the day. Tonight, clear skies, a low near 38. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high near 61. Friday, sunshine up to 79, kind of muggy over the weekend with a chance for a shower. Temperatures both days, Saturday and Sunday, hovering right around 80 degrees. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.